Welcome to Justice Losers, the podcast where we discuss entertainment media, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host, Batman. Matt, what should people do? Like, subscribe, and check out our Instagram highlights at Just Us Losers Pod. We got our it's where our exciting stuff happens. We'll do a little yeah. fan engagement quizzes and ask questions and uh, follow up follow up stuff to to episodes. Yep, that's yeah. where we'll we always share it to our story, but then we highlight it so that you can yeah. see it afterwards. Matt, Preston, what's been up to? Anything um, actually this week? Yeah. Last week was boring. <laughs> yeah, no, couple couple things. Um, I mean, there's a couple of ongoings, but I finished Exhalation, which is which was remind me. <laughs> <laughs> it is a short story collection by Ted Chung, um, who barely writes anything, but he's a really good writer. Um, he wrote the collection Stories of Your Life and Others, uh, and Story of Your Life is the short story upon which Arrival is based. Oh, um, so that's why I'd, I'd heard of him. I uh, got the book, uh, the Stories of Your Life book, a couple uh-huh. years ago after Arrival came out. And I was like, this is really good. So Exhalation came out about a year ago. Um, and I was just waiting for it to come out in paperback because for some reason I'm like morally averse to hardcover. And I haven't, I don't know why. I am too. It's okay. I don't understand it. I think it's just because it like, uh, uh, to me, I can, I can grip paperback. Mm-hmm. like i can like while i'm reading it i can kind of hold on to the spine but for hardcover yeah. it's just kind of sitting in my hand and i feel like i don't have control yeah and also every hardcover is like i mean every book is a different size but right. hardcover takes over or takes up more vertical real estate so yep. like you have to if you want to read a hardcover book you got to move your shelves up like yep. spread them out a little bit yeah i don't know i think i i always like paperback too yeah. Despite the fact that they end up looking like your Dune book with like a million creases that just <laughs> destroy yep. the spine. <laughs> in fairness, that was the condition I bought it in. <laughs> <laughs> I was curious. You, you, you typically... I'm generally pretty gentle with books, but I like yeah. to buy used paper books because yeah. then I don't feel bad if I do mess them up. Yeah. Because they're already messed they're already up. Already messed up, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Exhalation. It's a, so it's a collection of nine stories. I They're long, short stories. There's nine stories in the book. It's like a 300-page book. And two of the stories are like five pages total. Oh. So um, one of them is probably more properly would be considered a novella. It's like 100 some mm-hmm. pages. And there's a couple others that are... Most of them are like 30 to 50. What's a nov- what, what What distinguishes a novella versus a novel? It's a uh, it's word count. Really? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. So I've kind of been thinking philosophically about short stories recently because I, I like short stories I, you um, thinking philosophically i know it's like morally repulsive or something but <laughs> <laughs> um so I, i've gotten into the habit of reading one short story every morning just mm. have my tea read a short story um and so i did not read exhalation as part of that because like i don't want to sit there <laughs> for an hour and read a 50 page casually read 150 pages in the morning i mean i could you're not going to get anything done for that morning. No, probably not. Um, although he is, he is a pretty quick read. Um, but I think uh, for short stories, there's a few different approaches you can take. Um, someone like Chekhov, who's a famous short story writer. <laughs> People know Chekhov or they don't. So someone like Chekhov, he likes to do um, like a little compact. It's almost like slice of life, like... Let's just pick up a little chunk and we'll we'll write about that little chunk. Mm-hmm. It's very down to earth. Um, and then someone like Jorge Luis Borges, who I really like, um, is more like, here's an idea and let's just write this idea. Um, 
So one that always sticks in my head is um, there's a guy, a Borges story, and there's a guy who's uh, going to be executed and he's a, like a, a writer. Um, and he prays to God right before the execution. God, I just want enough time to finish my, my last play. Um, and he's led out to the execution. And then right before they pull the trigger on the firing squad, time freezes, but his mind is still going. Mm. And so he sits there and he spends like a year writing his play and then he finishes it and they shoot him. Oh, just like, it's just that idea, just a little concept. Um, and I think Ted Chiang kind of is more towards that ideas, but he fleshes ideas side of things, but he does, he fleshes them out and he makes them make stories out of them. But they do tend to be very much like, here's an interesting sort of sci-fi concept. What if aliens came to Earth and they talk in circles? That sounds interesting, right? <laughs> yeah, they talk in circles. <laughs> sounds like us on a regular episode. Yeah. Uh, and so he just kind of explores that idea. But he'll do something more story related with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to go through and list all of the stories. But the one that made the biggest impression on me, um, <clears throat> the like the framing device is it's a it's a robot society and uh the main the narrator the main character is a robot like a scientist um and he does brain surgery on himself and kind of mm-hmm. records his impressions of it um and then I think you were telling me about this i did i was telling you about this because yeah. i just read that one and i was really excited about it um and the way he structures a lot of his stories is he'll set out just this really cool and interesting sci-fi idea sort of a borges kind of think about this for a minute what's going on here mm-hmm. and then he'll build that into a really cool plot twist mm. and so the robot's doing brain surgery on himself and while doing so uncovers some very interesting fundamental truths about the world in a very interesting and roundabout way okay um and it's there were multiple mo- there was a moment in pretty much every story where i audibly went whoa um give me that book Stick that. Yeah, no, you'll. I, I think you'd really, you'd really appreciate it. I'll look at me, it. look at me, chew, wanting to read books. Yeah. Who am I? <laughs> what have I become? Yeah, no, I'm a I'll, nerd. I'll, I'll give you both. Uh, stories of my life and exhalation. They're, they're cool. Great. So, heartily recommend that. It's um, it is kind of heady, but it's it's written like at a pretty easy level. You mm-hmm. can you can breeze through it. Um, he takes great pains to lay out his ideas as simply as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a pretty quick read there's not a lot of um yeah he, he goes easy on you all right but still makes things interesting it's cool balance. yeah what you been up to oh crap that's a good question <laughs> uh, i wasn't thinking about it um well actually i know what i've been up to so i've been i think i talked about this last week maybe i'm doing an entire playthrough of the assassin's creed franchise mm-hmm. um and I have talked about my theory of the pairs in Assassin's Creed. Yes. Um, just as a recap, Assassin's pears Creed has the like most delicious fruit in uh, <laughs> Assassin's Creed, and they give you the most points when you eat them. What a fundamental misunderstanding of the way Assassin's Creed works. Hey, I've played Pac-Man. You eat the little fruit, you get the points. It's Assassin's Creed, not video games. Did you say Pac-Man? Yeah. You eat oh, the little fruit, you get the points. Did you say it's? The- Anyway, so my theory of the pairs for recap is that every game, broadly speaking, the games come in pairs Um, and the first one's bad and the second one's good. Uh, The only things that really violate that are the first two. So Assassin's Creed one Mm -hmm. is bad. Assassin's Creed two is good. 
but then the following two games are sequels of that second game. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like this little branch, but those okay. are all really good. So okay. two is good. Brotherhood is fantastic. Revelations is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Assassin's Creed three, not the third game to come out, but Assassin's Creed three, because that right. confuses everyone all the time. Um, right now, three is bad. Okay. Four is good. Okay. Five is bad. Six is good. Seven is good because they took a year off eight is good nine valhalla which i have been playing the past couple weeks is crap um and so my theory on that is that the reason the reason that's the case is because developers spend so much time every two games Mm -hmm. every pair they redesign the mechanics of the game Mm -hmm. how combat works how you move around like they just change the engine of the game Mm -hmm. um and because of this, every two, every, you know, essentially two years, they have to redesign, like, recode the, the game structure, the game mechanics. And so they spend all of their time making them work. Like, can you run up a building? Can mm-hmm. you run at all? Like, can you fight things that they don't, they, and, and they release it yearly. So they run out of time. And so there's a lot of bugs left in the game. The yep. story is not very good because they put a lot of effort into making like they spend all of their money on the team of developers that is designed that is meant to design the mechanics mm-hmm. and f- less on writers. Mm-hmm. So the story's never as good. The mechanics are buggy. Everything's buggy. Mm-hmm. Um, the the pears have been infected with the, like little worms or wasps or something that have burrowed in and are eating them from the inside. I'm going to keep this metaphor going as long as I can. God damn it. too much fun. Um, but then four, or like the next game is always uh, a lot better because they have the mm-hmm. basis of the, the mechanics done. Now they can fine tune the mechanics, make the climbing a lot, a lot more seamless, right. actually focus on writing the story mm-hmm. and making the game look good. And mm-hmm. like maybe uh, elaborating on some of the mechanics a little bit better. Sure. Um, so, this playthrough, I'm focusing more on the through line of all of the games. Mm-hmm. So every game follows, uh, broadly speaking, follows a different ancestor and you get a different story. Each one, they're all kind of like independent. Right. Um, there's not really a through. There is a through line in the present day or in, in part of the game. There's a through line all the way through mm-hmm. that I've never really paid attention to because I'm like focused on like completing the game, playing 100%, doing all the side stuff, eating all the delicious fruit, eating all the delicious fruit. Um, but this time I'm doing all of the, like, uh, I leave the animus. I'm just going to stop trying to explain every aspect of the game. I leave the animus to talk to the present day stuff, which is mm-hmm. stuff I never really do learn a lot more about like the through line. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there's some interesting stuff and I'm enjoying it. Um, but right now I'm playing Assassin's Creed three, which according to my theory of pairs is bad and it is bad. Sounds um, good. The uh, remastered version mm-hmm. was remastered. You know, they took the original game yeah. and they made some changes to it. Okay. Purely aesthetic. None of the bugs are gone. Of course like, not. Why would they be? All, all of the problems. So what I've been doing, I discovered on PlayStation, you can hit the, there's a share button on your controller mm-hmm. and you can save a video clip of the past five minutes of gameplay. Mm-hmm. And so I've been, I discovered that when I started my playthrough. So I've been doing that for all the games. Okay. Uh, for the Ezio trilogy, two Brotherhood Revelations, I have one each. One like weird moment each where like a bug has happened. Mm-hmm. I have six so far in Assassin's Creed 3 and I am 30% into the game. 
That's a, a lot of bugs. A that's a big, that's a high rate there. One yeah. of my favorite ones was I fell into a crevice that, you mm-hmm. know, you, I died. So it was just like, ah, oh, you died. And then turned me into about 14 polygons and just like exploded me. <laughs> polygons. <laughs> um, there was one that I just like, I did a thing and then my screen turned into a tree uh and then i saw the entire sky like skyline of of the wilderness and then ended up a solid like mile away from where i was <laughs> the real question was it a pear tree yes okay glad we've cleared that up can that be the uh the culmination of that joke so we no longer have to hear about it? i'm sure i'll find a witty come back some witty call back at some point somewhere in the middle. no it, it's enjoyable yeah. uh i'm I, it's not enjoyable i'm suffering through three mm-hmm honestly um but uh i uh <laughs> i did a benefit i did i did a good thing for myself last night where i just there's this big region that's just full of collectibles and really no story or anything mm-hmm. and i i'm trying to get 100 percent all these games i'm doing yeah. as much as i can during the playthrough but the moment i get to the end of the game i'm done and i move to the next game okay. and then after that i will go back and fill in all the cracks and try to get 100 percent on these um but I just put on some lo-fi hip hop and just like cranked away the collectibles, just like not paying attention, just running around collecting yeah. them all, just thinking about other things. And yeah. it took me about four hours, but I got like 80% of them. Okay. And now I don't have to worry about that much left. Yeah. Like when I go back, I'll just be like, oh, I just got to spend like about 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Go grab the rest of them. The, the little fruit that no one cares about. The yeah. honeydews. Yeah. And the... Matt. Preston. Oh, I guess that's the end of our intro bits. It's Indeed. now it's now time for news, but the news is the episode. Boy, you're getting all kinds of news today. Oh, so much news. This is nothing but news and probably some olds too. Yeah, but um, olds to us, news to you. Maybe so. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. We live in this world where we follow everything about entertainment media. And so like we follow all of these like little minor announcements. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also live in a world where a lot of our friends are very casual moviegoers and stuff. Right. So we'll occasionally get people like our editor gauge will occasionally, oh, he doesn't do it as much anymore since he's mm-hmm. editing and hears all of our news. Right. But like people will come to us and say, Hey, do you know there's a Batman movie with Robert Pattinson coming out? It's like, I've known this is in a thing for like a year. Yeah. And we want to help our listeners. You guys, be in the know of all the things that are happening like in the in the darker corners of of the entertainment industry not like you know you guys become aware of it when trailers are released right we've been aware of it since the idea was conceived yes <laughs> um and so we want to bring you guys into that and inform you of all the things mm-hmm. uh every three months we will have yep. a quarterly jul uh like news briefing of everything that's kind of yeah. developed over the past three months um matt's got his uh how are you gonna structure this yeah so this being the first one of these this is kind of gonna be the baseline episode i'm gonna go through and i'm gonna list stuff that's coming out yep and what we know about it Mm -hmm. we're gonna talk about it just a little bit do like really quick just hit a bunch of things but kind of get a sense of where the world is at with all this stuff maybe you'll learn about some new things that are coming out we'll have some interesting discussions along the way but we'll try to try to keep it brief and then at the end i'm going to go through a handful of things that are coming out in the next three months so before our next news update and we're going to make some predictions we're going to make some guesses we're going to pick imdb scores and rotten tomato scores and metacritic scores and 
box office isn't really relevant. But nah. it, yeah, you know, once once we get back to some semblance of normalcy with box office. Boy, I wish I had a dollar for every time someone said that phrase, semblance of normalcy. It's a good one. It's a good one that is super overused. I'd now. be so rich right now yeah. <laughs> over just over the past year. Yep. All, All right. right. Okay. So what's going on? What's going on in the world? Boy. So a couple years ago, 2019, we said it was the end of pop culture because Star Wars Episode Nine came out and it was kind of bad. Game of Thrones <laughs> ended and it was kind of bad. And Avengers Endgame happened and it was great, but it happened. Little uh, did we know. Boy, pop culture has not ended. Although I'm kind of at the point where I'm just like, get it over with. I did six hours of research for this and I am like super underprepared. Yeah. That's how much stuff is. Well, okay. To be fair, also, this is the first time we're doing it. We don't really have like a base knowledge of things. So like we'll be, we we had this idea about a month ago. Right. So we haven't had a whole lot of time to collect all the stuff that's happened since. But next time we will have very clearly written down all the things that have happened from now until then. So we'll have a better specific time period of updates and not just here's the universe. Right. Exactly. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, here's the universe. Uh, let's start with the Marvel Cinematic Universe specifically. Yeah. We've got a bunch of stuff coming out there. Um, all right. We have about eight movies with release dates on the schedule. Um, first one up is going to be Black Widow. Yep. Uh, scheduled for May 7th, 2021. That is at this point still going to be a theatrical release, not Disney Plus at all. That's what they're saying. I kind of feel like it might get pushed back again. At they this really point. just want it to be theatrical. They need that money. Yeah. <laughs> uh what do you think are they gonna push it back or are they gonna disney plus and move on it and make you pay 30 bucks i think all right let's uh let's before we get into this let's just cover this space right now joe biden was just elected as president Mm -hmm. and now has both the house and the senate it is a democratic sweep regardless of which side whenever there's a sweep you have a lot of control over what happens yep Biden and his team are acting really, really hard to get things back to a semblance of normalcy. Like he mm-hmm. wants a hundred million vaccines in a hundred days. Mm-hmm. He wants a lot of stuff done really quickly to get us back recovering. Yep. I think we might be back to a semblance of normalcy by May. I hope so. I think that there's going to be enough. There's going to be a lot of vaccines that we're already in phase two. Yep um i'm phase four so i'm not gonna be vaccinated for a while yay being a healthy straight male (laughs) well it doesn't healthy white male because i think no i guess ethnicity Uh, doesn't have anything to do anyway non-innocent non-essential working from home yep yeah so i'm just right at the end ah we'll get you we'll get you when you're filling in the cracks yeah um but i think that there's going to be a lot of stuff going toward uh, because it was all before the election and before the inauguration, there was a lot of uncertainty on where things would be at this point or be by summer because we didn't know who's, who was going to be president. Yep. And objectively, 45 was not handling the coronavirus well at all. It was just going to keep getting worse until people enough people died that the people who were who were still remaining are the people that are immune to it. Or until the vaccine rolled out. Or until the vaccine. Well, I mean, even then, like, there was a lot of stuff going on, but. Anyway, putting it out there the that the current political climate things are going to improve a lot faster in my opinion all right um so i think by may i i don't think it's going to get pushed back i think it's a state theatrical okay. release that might actually be when it's released mm-hmm. it's not going to make as much money because a lot of people are still going to be a little oh, nervous no, no. uh but i think that they are going to be confident no nope, they're going to be arrogant enough to do theatrical release in may because it's disney okay 
They did on. I could could see it. They released onward theatrical release in the middle of the worst. (laughs) The first spike. I thought that was. I don't. I don't remember that. Onward got released after the shutdown happened. Okay. They could have pulled that back, Mm -hmm. but like they didn't. And I. So I feel like they're gonna take the uh, pandemic improvement by May Mm -hmm. as their opportunity to make more money. Because it's Disney. All right. Yeah, I think it's probably going to come out. Um, I mean, we've been getting promotional material for this for a long time. We've got trailers and TV spots and posters. It was supposed to be out in November, wasn't it? It was supposed to be out last May. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. This was one of the ones that got really just pounded. Smacked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not not as bad as Quiet Place 2. We'll get right. to it. Which I should write that on my list. I forgot to write that on my list. Um. Is it going to be good? I think it'll be fine. All right. Um, I'll probably put Metacritic scores at the mid six. I don't know. We'll do predictions. Oh, uh, okay. One. Cool. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm interested to see Florence Pugh because she'll probably be kind of taking over that role moving forward. Mm. And there's speculation that we'll get a Black Widow sequel already. That would end up being her. Yeah. So. I don't know. We'll see. David Harbour, Red Guardian. Cool. Good. Yes. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. We know very little about that, but we do. There is a theory that we'll be getting a trailer during Super Bowl. That would make sense because it's slated for a July 9, 2021 release. That's uh, that's about five months from now. How do you feel about the fact that so many movies are now like the? It happened with oh, i wonder if i'm curious if it's pandemic but mm-hmm. like we didn't get the kong one yeah until two months before release yeah and we're not getting a shang chi until at most what did you say it was july night so july five so months. five months contrary to how warner brothers handled all their stuff which was hey release it a year in advance but kong is warner brothers yeah i don't know i mean dune was supposed to be like uh like eight months in advance and then right now it's two years in advance. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> Whoopsie. But yeah, well, yeah, so Shang-Chi. So Shang-Chi. Uh this is this is gonna be kind of an interesting one. He's a um well, he's a martial arts kind of character. He was uh um in the comics, he was the son of the Marvel villain Fu Manchu, who's kind of a racist stereotype. <laughs> yeah. Um they're probably gonna rewrite that, and I'm uh, there's some speculation that they're going to rewrite him to be the son of the Mandarin, the real Mandarin, mm. um, who is going to be in this. Uh, the Mandarin's the guy who controls the Ten Rings, which are magical and powerful, and he controls a crime organization all around the world. Yeah. Um, the director's going to be Daniel Destin Cretton, who is Asian and who directed Short Term 12, which is a pretty well-regarded indie movie from a few years back that I didn't see. Cool. Um, Simu Liu is going to be Shang-Chi himself. Um, Tony Leung will be the real Mandarin. Um Aquafina is going to be in it. Sure. Um, it's uh, when, when did she happen? A couple like, years ago. I was just like suddenly like, okay, I'm supposed to know who this is. Yeah. Like having the mon- moniker. What's yeah, the name? Uh, mononym. Mononym. Having the mononym and like with Ocean's 8, it was just like, yeah, Aquafina's in it. And we're like, who? Is she on SNL maybe? Uh. I don't know. Uh, it's just... Uh, I'm wondering if this like there's something behind the scenes of someone who's like try like experimenting with just like fake clout 
and just seeing if people bite and people are biting. You're like, oh, Aquafina's in. And it's like, do you know who the f*** that is? <laughs> I do now. Yeah. She was in Ocean's 8 and now she's going to be in uh, Shang-Chi. Yep. Sure. Yep. Sure. Is she a water bottle? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, the But to bring it back to Shang-Chi, um, people who are attached to the movie are kind of hoping that this is going to be like Black Panther for the Asian American community. Okay. Um, try to be respectful of the culture and kind of bring it to popular attention, make it cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and not in like a weird sense. Dude, I, I love old other cultures. I don't. I think, I think they're mostly terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've talked about this on the podcast like forever ago. It's just like other cultures fascinate me. And if I can see genuine, like I like learning about the reason behind the way things are in other cultures. Mm-hmm. Like if someone, if this movie is just like, look at what we're doing. It's Asian culture. And they just say like, it's Asian culture. Mm-hmm. Be like, I don't care. Yeah. But if they if you, if they, if they write it and portray it in such a way that I kind of understand why, they do things the way they're doing things. Mm-hmm. That shit's so cool to me. Yeah. Like I love learning about other, like even cause we kind of got it from uh black Panther a little bit. There was a little yeah. bit of like African culture, like embedded in there. And I was like, that is oh, yeah. really cool. Like, yeah. I love this. Mm-hmm. So, and then we got iffy CGI barreling through the sky fight. Yeah. <laughs> but more rhinos, but more rhinos. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah um let's see uh the eternals no not the eternals just eternals, eternals. yeah they eliminated no, the the yeah they made a specific and deliberate choice to eliminate it i uh, bet you mark zuckerberg had a hand in that yeah probably it's a reference to i mean facebook used to be the facebook yeah it's like there's the famous line in, in social, social network. network notice we didn't say the social <laughs> network <laughs> uh yeah eternals uh Chloe Zhao is going to be directing she's done some really good indie stuff the past couple years the rider um nomad land which is probably going to be an oscar forerunner mm-hmm. from last year got only a festival release but it's coming to hulu next month Ooh. so i am hulu hyped for that and like that i know <laughs> <laughs> uh the main character of that one's going to be an eternal so the eternals are well they're kind of eternal they're sort of big powerful cosmic beings with all kinds of superpowers um the main character is going to be an eternal named cersei no not that one um uh it's going to be played by Gemma chan um and cersei has the powers uh her kind of her her main interesting power is molecular rearrangement okay in addition to the usual suite of super strength endurance intelligence flight telepathy and telekinesis so she's going to be just kind of a god but so we're all what story can you tell with that what what problem can come across that's with that like this is the problem that Mm -hmm. superman often has yeah where there's no problem that can't be solved with what you have and except for a more powerful version of you i've got some great news for you oh no uh the team of the eternals is going to have to come together to fight the deviants which are the eternals but bad so that's fun God damn it. But there's going to be a gay couple and Kit Harrington is going to be in it. Oh, I'm so for it. Not in the gay, not, not in the gay couple, but he's oh, going to be in it. Oh, never mind. Uh, yeah. It's also going to have Richard Madden. Speaking of Game of Thrones, Cersei, Richard Madden, Kit Harrington, 
Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kumail Nanjiani, Brian Tyree Henry, Barry Keoghan, Angelina Jolie. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a yeah, this has cast. been happening for a while. I remember yeah. when they announced this. this yeah. Is, this is on the agenda. Yeah. Uh, Angelina Jolie. Yep. Uh, Splooterman 3. Spider-Man Home for the Holidays? It's going to be a Christmas movie. Is it? Or at least set at Christmas time. <sighs> There's set Jesus. photos with snow. It's uh, slated to release in December. Um, John Watts is going to come back to direct. Tom Holland is going to be the titular splutifier. Um, Zendaya's back. Jacob Batalon is back as Ned. Um, but, and here's kind of the interesting part that people might not be aware of. Tobey Maguire! Not confirmed. Ah. Oh. Confirmed is Jamie Foxx as Electro, uh, Alfie Molina as Dr. Ock from Spider-Man 2. Benavatch Cumberdick is going to be there potentially as the mentor figure or potentially, as I wrote in my notes, an instigator of multiversal shenaniganry. You know what would make me the happiest person in the world? Is if I see anywhere a reference to John Mulaney being cast in this movie. That'd be pretty great. To have Spider-Ham mm-hmm. in a serious Marvel movie, I mean, a serious like MCU movie, would, I I cannot say on the internet what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I would love that so much if we got Spider-Ham with Tom Holland. Can you imagine a Tom Holland and uh, oh, John great. Mulaney conversation? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be so good. Uh, Yeah, so... This is still filming, uh, probably going to wrap sometime this spring. Um, we don't know a lot about the plot, but given the fact that they're bringing back old villains and Doctor Strange is in it, uh, we're expecting that there's going to be some sort of Spider-Verse-y kind When's of situation. When's Multiverse Madness? March 25th, 2022. Next on the list. Next on the list. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm wondering if like Spider-Man makes some sort of bad decision and opens a hole in the spider-verse and <laughs> that would track that, that would very track. much track and dr the... strange comes in to tries to try to fix it but like makes things worse and then that leads into multiverse of madness you know what oh okay so here's my theory here's my theory i have no information on this this is okay. just the way that i would if i was sitting there pitching this movie is what i'd do mm-hmm. he does mess up he like okay um so he gives some glasses that give someone superpower <laughs> control over a bunch of drones to a complete stranger in a bar. Yes. That's something. No, like from it. that movie, he's like, yeah, I came from a different universe, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. so like Spider-Man's like, Hey, what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. and kind of looks into this meanwhile, trying to be secretive because he just got outed at the end of the sec, the second one. Right. Um, and he does like. something like he's trying to explore that mm-hmm. and does end up tearing a hole in the multiverse okay. or like finding a hole sure. and breaks things. Okay. And then Dr. Strange shows up and is like, what the hell did you do, son? And then it's like <laughs> trying to fix things. Meanwhile, Spider-Man's Don't call me son. Tony Stark's my real dad. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's trying to fix things. And in order to fix it, like he like Dr. Strange fixes it from Peter's perspective. Mm-hmm. But he gets like sucked into this like portal that sends him flying through like multiverses and stuff. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Strange's movie is after that. So like mm-hmm. he fixed it because he, he's. You know, he's Doctor Strange. He's, like, the best yeah. ever and overpowered. So, like, he fixes it, but, like, at the sacrifice of him now being, like, f- maddeningly, maddeningly thrown through multiverses. Right. The multiverse. And so that's what his movie is, is, like, going around and meeting, like, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine and 
Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be really cool. Probably not going to happen. Nah. But really cool. Let's talk about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, this is slated for March 25th, 2022. Um, Scott Derrickson did the first one, and he left the project in early 2019 due to quote-unquote creative differences. Uh, That's that's never a good sign. Yeah. um, There's a lot of speculation that uh, Scott Derrickson had said some stuff that, like, he was basically leaning towards this being like an out-and-out horror movie. Yeah. Um, and the Marvel but Disney's people, scout of, 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 of whisk taking. Yeah. So they've kind of walked that back just a little bit. Yeah. Um, We're going to make a movie that's like a little bit scary, but like your children can watch it. Yeah. That's the <laughs> so they brought in Sam Raimi who made the evil dead movies. That <laughs> sounds like a good plan. <laughs> Although he did, he did also make the, the Spider-Man, Spider-Man movie. Trilogy, yeah. So it kind of makes sense um again we don't know a whole lot about what's going to happen in this uh strange dude sam raimi is making a movie that's following up the new spider-man movies including his sam raimi's villain he's gonna make some snarky jokes about spider-man 3 oh yeah there's gonna be some really really deep cutting joke about how venom wasn't supposed to be the villain yet yep (laughs) (laughs) he pops into into the planet with the symbiotes and he's like Nope, can't shoehorn that in. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be some rude joke. Something. He's going to dish some hard tea on Sony in the middle of this movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. So what's happening in this? Cumberbatch is back. Chowatella Geofor is back as Mordo. Rachel McAdams is back as the love interest. Benedict Wong is back as the clumsy friend. Although mm-hmm. I guess he's not clumsy. He's he's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Jochitl Gomez is going to be America Chavez, who's one of the young Avengers in the comics. Oh. Um, has star powers. Like, um, punches people and they turn into star-shaped fragments. Can tear star-shaped holes in reality and pop through them. A lot of reality. Comics happens. are stupid. Um, can force film into star wipes. I made that last one up. Comics are stupid. Comics are weird. <laughs> oh, why do I love them so much? <laughs> yeah. So there's some speculation that that might feed into a Young Avengers for a reason that I'll get down to in just mm-hmm. a minute here. Let's uh, let's take a take a break from the movies for a second and talk about MTV, which I'm calling the Marvel TV oh. universe now. Yeah, I guess the menu doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Although they need to bring it back. Which uh, the Med Medu the Med the Marvel Extended med the med poo <laughs> marvel expanded disney plus universe it's uh, the med poo that's officially well no the menu was separate separate from mcu right but the the new shows are all part of the mcu mm-hmm. so until we get charlie cox back which we might in spider-man true <gasps> i forgot about that yeah oh it's gonna make me so happy I imagine a conversation between John Mulaney, Tom Holland, and Charlie Cox, Daredevil. <laughs> oh my god, he will be so sick of their shit. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, yeah, let's let's talk about the uh, the Disney Plus TV shows. So we've got WandaVision currently happening. Four episodes in. I haven't watched the fourth one yet. I was going to today and then I forgot. I heard the first five minutes of it. I was doing dishes while Andrew was watching it. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, so this is, uh, they're doing kind of sitcom episodes, but there's clearly some sort of strange reality bending stuff going on. Um, this is probably going to have some big implications for the shape of the MCU moving forward. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they might be, there's some speculation that they might introduce Mephisto as the next like overarching villain. There have been some, I thought they references. were talking about Kong or Kang. They've also been thinking Kang the Conqueror might be the guy, maybe a team up villain team up. I don't know. Um, I don't know either of them enough to think of that yeah. being interesting. Yeah. Mephisto, Mephisto's like, well, it's Mephistopheles. He's a devil demon dude. Okay. Um, very powerful, uh, manipulative okay um so i don't know there have been some some interesting there was a a long article in i think it was a hollywood reporter in the past couple of weeks that laid out a bunch of details from the first three episodes and said this is this is kind of suspicious Mm -hmm. um so that that might be the thing at the very least there's going to be something with some sort of reality and dimensions and weird stuff going on um so it's probably gonna uh it, well, they've they've come out and said that it's going to feed directly into Doctor Madness in the Strange Multiverse. There will be more. <laughs> oh God! Um, I'm glad you didn't do this with Birds of Prey. <laughs> Birds of Harley and the fa- and the prey prey emancipated. I don't know. <laughs> and the emancipated prayer of Fantabulous Quinn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that is currently happening. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to premiere in March. Do you um, think that they're getting too big? Yeah. So this is this is actually a question I meant to ask about this. If they're having like four movies a year for the next couple of years, which they're slated to, they're on on the hook for. Um, they have like six TV shows that are supposed to come out over the course of this year, and. I don't know. It, they, I think they're assuming that fans are going to keep up with all that material. And like we are but yeah. casual fans, like two movies a year. That's the, that that's the average is two yeah. movies a year. Yeah. Well, I guess, but Disney plus maybe this is their way to do it. Like they can, cause the reason people go for two years is because it's a bit of a journey to go to the movie theater. But like right. if, if you're doing it on Disney plus people are paying for it, they can watch as many movies as they want. So if you're, Mm-hmm. do it on disney plus which they're not going to no so n- never mind yeah two movies a year yeah not four movies and six tv shows right yeah because i'm i'm worried that like people are going to have need going to need to have seen wandavision and potentially the loki show um in do order you to think understand like the doctor strange do people need to have seen every single movie prior to infinity war to enjoy infinity war i don't think so I know people that did not and enjoyed infinity war. Okay. So, I mean, that's okay. Look like, so Disney has a lot of money and they're a corrupt company that I hate. Um, but they, they, they can hire good writers. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, if you write four movies that have a through line per year, so let's say 16 movies over the next four years, Mm -hmm. and they all have, there's a through line that pays off into an infinity war and game level thing. Mm Mm-hmm and 600 tv shows yep. as long as each one is good in its own right mm-hmm. it's a self-contained story has through lines that are like oh like look there's this other person that mm-hmm. like a cameo but the cameo happens to be playing part of that other that person's story arc right uh but you don't really need it for their cameo mm-hmm. that's fine mm-hmm. but as long and and second as long as you write the culmination in such a way that you can still enjoy it without having seen every single show and movie, then that's fine. I think the problem, the thing that they're going to run into now is that they're going dimensions and stuff. Mm -hmm. 
they're going to basically have to explain how the dimensions work every movie. Yeah, I'm worried that things are either going to be so entangled that you need to have seen everything or, yeah, re-explaining. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think there's something to be said for burning bush mentality in writing where like you explain ah so i'm being sucked into a dimension i'm going i'm going to explain a quarter of what why that works but that's all you need to know Mm -hmm. it's like the force yeah like the original three movies really don't explain the force a whole lot they they explain it in the context of the world yeah and it makes sense yeah you learn a lot more as you go. You get the midichlorians and then you don't get the midichlorians, but like you, <laughs> but the, you like, you explain the aspect that's important to that movie. Right. And if you're watching all of the movies, you will then have a complete understanding of how these things work. Mm-hmm. But if you just watch a ha- half of the movies, you'll, you'll understand for the sake of what that movie is trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I think I, as as much as I don't like them, Disney makes good movies. Yeah. Um. And I think that they're like they have their shortfalls for sure. But I think that they're going to do a decent job. Where it's like looking at it from our perspective, mm-hmm. there's so much. Yeah. You don't need to be going this big. Yeah. But looking at it from the perspective of a casual moviegoer, it's just some more movies, mm-hmm. and it'll do it'll do what it needs to do. All right, uh, you've talked me into it. I'm excited. This is good. <laughs> yeah. This is good for the casual fans. It's good for people like us that yep. are going to just get so sick the of the bloodthirsty. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming out in March. <sighs> yeah, and so uh, this is probably going to be a little more isolated. We got Anthony Mackie as the Falcon, Sebastian Stan, um, Emily Van Camp is going to be back as Sharon Carter, mm-hmm. um, and Daniel Bruhl is going to be back. Uh, he's the Zemo in the Civil War. Mm-hmm um cool we actually get his mask yeah we've seen his mask excited for that we've Mm -hmm. got trailers and teasers and stuff um gonna be six episodes of kind of fun action espionage kind of stuff that one i'm excited for yeah i'll definitely watch that one yeah seems because i like bucky yeah he's just they're a fun dynamic he's like like bucky is the nightwing of marvel yeah He's a sidekick that got it got to be his own dude i mean definitely way more traumatic backstory or traumatic mid-story Sure. I guess, <laughs> but you know, he, he, I think he's the night wing of, he's the night wing of, yeah. uh, yeah. And I like him. Grew his hair out. Yeah. Made his uniform dark. Yep. yep. Sebastian Stan is, uh, muy caliente. <laughs> <See. laughs> so I, I enjoy looking at him. Oh yeah. He's very lookable. And their relationship, Falcon and, uh, Winter Soldier's relationship is a lot of fun. Yeah. They did that well. Yeah. Um, Loki is going to be premiering in May. Oh, yeah, that's happening. Yeah. Also going to be six episodes. Um, Tom Hiddleston is back because he stole the Tesseract in the little alternate timeline in yep. Endgame. Um, got captured by the Time Variance Authority. Um, Wait. Oh, no. In in, in Endgame, mm-hmm. the Tesseract got stolen. Where did they get? Oh, they had to go to a different place to get a different one. They went back time. further. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They grab it at a different spot. Yeah, um, so we've had sort of a teaser trailer. Um, Kevin Feige has apparently described this as a, quote, murder mystery. Not sure what that's all about. Oh. You know, I bet it's like a, like, because he gets brought to the TEA? TVA. TVA. Uh, 
I bet like someone shows up dead and he's like, you know, he's Loki. So of course they're going to be like, this is probably you. Yeah. And so it's kind of maybe probably him. Cause as good as Disney writes, they're not incredibly creative or original. Yeah. So it's probably going to be him figuring out who did it himself to like, cause you know, he's a criminal, but like, I didn't do that one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely murder people all the time, but yeah. not this one. And not I will. One in particular. <laughs> And I will become D.B. Cooper to prove it's false. So why is he becoming D.B. Cooper? I don't know. But in the trailer, he totally is. Like, he's got the same suit, sunglasses look, and then he jumps out of a plane with a parachute and a case full of money. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right. So That'll be fun. I have no idea how that's going to tie in. <laughs> But I'm guessing it will. I don't know. This looks like a kind of a wacky show. It's got yeah. Owen Wilson being Owen Wilson. Yeah. We're not being Owen Wilson, though. He's being, like... He's sort of... Owen, yeah. like, Wilson. Like, he's not being, like, Owen Wilson. He's being Owen Wilson. Yeah. 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 It's good. All right. I'm interested in that. What a weird way to say that. Yep. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, we've got What If, which is an animated Disney Plus show coming out sometime this year. We do know we have a Peggy Carter being Captain America. Captain Britain. Captain Britain, right? Yep. Um, we've got Marvel Zombies in that. Mm -hmm. um, we've got T'Challa as Star-Lord um what yeah that was in the trailer oh didn't you see that no i didn't see it yeah that looks like so much fun yeah sounds like so much fun i didn't see it yeah so they're doing uh 10 episodes um we don't really know much about any of them so far except for what we saw in the teaser um the first one is going to be the peggy carter captain britain episode um this is just going to be kind of fun like little speculative spin-offs like kind of like an mcu love death and robots yeah or like our uh, butterfly butterfly effect episodes yeah just make one little tiny change and kind of see what happens yep so we have just that we just that well we'd established that i think pippin no mary was the most important hobbit something like that yeah <laughs> i don't think that episode's out oh it's got to be i don't think so i think it's one of the backups that oh, i think it is we haven't released someone look it up yeah if, if there's a <laughs> i'll wait <laughs> do it now now nah, gage will probably put on the video <laughs> if we did or not do it right here gage Putting so many restrictions on an editor. He hates us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what else? Uh, Hawkeye. Yes. TV series also coming sometime 2021. Yep. At this point. Uh, Jeremy Renner is back, but he's going to be training uh, Kate Bishop, who's mm -hmm. his um, kind of one of his mentees in the comics, played by Haley Steinfeld, who's pretty great. Um, Florence Pugh is apparently maybe going to appear. So this might cross over with that kind of the world of spies and espionage and uh -huh. stuff like that um we don't know a lot about it it's probably going to be inspired by the matt fraction run on hawkeye which is supposed to be pretty good i haven't read it i you will, should read it i will at some point before that yep um yeah, it's always good for us it's always good for us when the when the creators of like a superhero movie can tell us what they're inspired by so that we can actually read it yep like batman is inspired by ego and long halloween long halloween yep and so we've both read both of those so we know inspiration's going in and we yeah. can talk about and maybe something else i'll talk about it we'll get to it anyway i'm really excited to talk about batman we'll get to it <laughs> uh yeah hawkeye's gonna happen um and then ms marvel um yeah so uh muslim character yeah i believe Kamala she is Khan? she got stretchy punchy stretchy punchy punchy stretch yeah yep she's she is stretchy mcflexo pants yes it's back. <laughs> Go well, back into our pretty much deep dive into our vault for that one. Deep dive into that inside joke. That is a 
you know, we try or we're, we're trying really hard lately to not have like inside jokes that new people won't listen to. But I'm just going to let that one. Let that be a mystery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we don't know a whole lot about this. She's a interesting character. She's a young Avenger character in the comics, which mm-hmm. between that and America Gomez, people are kind of speculating they're going to build up to that in like 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a sizzle reel that dropped when Disney did a whole bunch of stuff on uh, Investor Day. It's mostly yep. just interviews with the cast members and a couple of really generic clips of her leaving her house in the morning for school. Stuff <laughs> like that. I don't know. Uh, there's speculation that we might get some Inhumans characters in that. <laughs> No. <laughs> well, they need to do them right at some point. Do we get Lego hair? <laughs> God. Yikes. That is just all of it. We should watch that at some point. Is it m- m- Miss Cigar Marvel? Marvel Gone. Marvel Gone. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, sure. Yeah. Was it Black Agar Boltagon? Yep. Black Agar Boltagon is Black Bolt. It's the stupidest thing. <laughs> Badagar man gone. <laughs> I just want to go through every single superhero and make that their name. Okay, episode detour. Let's do it. No, I don't <laughs> want to do it anymore. <laughs> All right. Um. So that's the uh, that's the TV stuff that's slated to release this year. Uh, let's get back to the movies. We've got Thor four, uh, Thor Love and Thunder, mm-hmm. directed by Taika Waititi, slated for May sixth, twenty twenty two. May sixth. May 6th, 2022. <laughs> uh, Just saying Taika Waititi's name makes your next phrase, next couple sentences in a very uh, New Zealand accent. Taika Waititi's going to be picked to direct. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Is it's going actually to be pretty good. This is one I've been practicing a little bit. Uh, the villain is going to be played by Christian Bale, and it's going to be Gore the God Butcher. Uh, he's going to butcher some gods. Got a little off there. Yeah. But you're, you're getting there. You're, you're definitely getting there. Yeah. Um, I made a joke in my notes. Gorbachev, like Gorbachev. Y- yep, I got it. <laughs> so, Gore the God Butcher. Um, I have the first volume of the Thor story that he's in. I haven't read it. I've kind of leafed through. Um, he's mad about gods, so he kills them. Super dark and gritty character. So I'm kind of intrigued to see how Taika handles it. Mm-hmm. See if he might go a little darker. Taika has a way of making dark humor also mm-hmm. witty humor. Like yeah. his awkward, like, I mean, I, I've i seen uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. Mm-hmm. There's definitely some, like, dark humor in there. Okay. Um, I think. And I think that'd be really funny. It's just like, it, you... Taika has such a way of making jokes where you would not expect. Mm-hmm. Um. And I bet it, I bet it's going to be a very implied thing of what he does, but they're going to be joking about it. Like we're not actually going to see the dark side of it. We're okay. going to see like the joking, like uncomfortableness of what he is right. as compared to Thor and oh no, not even Thor. Uh, well, actually Thor, mm-hmm. Thor, yep. Thor, not Thor, not Blake Thor, Jane Thor, right? Um, Which, the mighty Thor, the mighty Thor, yes which that's her name this is uh part of the big news with this is natalie portman is back as jane foster yes but actually as thor yes um in the comics uh, as part of the so it looks like they're taking a lot of elements from jason aaron's run on thor um gore the god butcher is a new character that was introduced at the start of that run uh jane foster becomes thor not lady Thor. thor not 
Thorita. Uh, he, he, there's a whole quote from him. He's like, she's Thor. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally like, I mean, Thor's name is Thor. Like, yeah. But like, who, 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 whosoever shall hold this hammer mm -hmm. shall possess the power of Thor. Mm -hmm. She is Thor. She is Thor is thor she's not lady thor i will kill you if you say miss thor or lady thor yep yeah. or thorette or thoreau that's different moving on moving on <laughs> yeah so uh that, that's happening um black panther 2 is happening despite chadwick boseman's untimely death yep um they're not recasting him nope shuri is probably going to take they've said that she's going to take a bigger role in this one mm -hmm. so she's probably going to take the throne and um become uh lady black panther i wonder well because they don't have any like canon that he died um so i'm wondering if it's just gonna be he's off doing something and so she's doing stuff i bet they kill him off all right and it wouldn't surprise me if they do it off screen, but it also wouldn't shock me if they used like archive footage. Yeah. Um, and also, I mean, Disney has been doing a lot of experimenting with recreating not people <laughs> with uh, like Peter Cushing. Yep. Uh, Princess Leia. Yep. Another one that happened recently that is a spoiler. Yep. Um, did you ever finish? Okay. Um we talked about it. We did. Uh so it's I I think they'll probably just recreate them. Yeah. Uh but put a lot more effort into it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I well, it'll Princess be, Leia didn't look bad. They actually they don't even have to cuz they can just use the the mask. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. They can just have him die in that and then like I don't know, they Stun can have double. Him in a funeral scene or something yeah. and that'd be pretty easy to do just with archive footage. Yeah. Um I yeah. mean, maybe he just gets assassinated by another, like, they got tribes that's still pretty pissed at him. Yeah. I um, think. Right? Probably. They're friends with their enemy guy with the Mumbaku. Yep. Uh, yeah. We might be getting Namor. Um, there's a guy named Tenoch Huerta who is in talks to play the villain. They haven't announced who the villain is, but Namor is often a good villain for Wakanda because it's kind of too... Mm -hmm. uh, empires to, that are sort yeah. of similar in their sensibility of like they're isolated from the rest of the world but they're super technologically advanced yeah namor's the king of atlantis came before aquaman suck at dc no he didn't yeah he did he's like 1939 i don't believe you okay pretty sure i looked this up all right um yeah so that's coming july 8th 2022 we don't know much about it ryan coogler is going to come back to direct uh let's see uh, Captain Marvel 2 is, has a release date of November 11th, 2022. Um, again, we don't know much about it. Nia Costa, who directed the Candyman reboot, is going to direct this one. Oh, by like one year. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ms. Marvel is going to be in it. Uh, Monica Rambeau, grown-up version, is going to be in it, so it's going to be present day. Yep. Uh, Brie Larson is going to be back as Captain Marvel. Sure. Fine. Much to the chagrin of pretty much everyone working with her. <laughs> Real quick, just for context for that, uh, it is very clear that no one else in the Marvel cast likes working with her. Mm -hmm. um, there's some really interesting videos on YouTube explaining uh, charisma and uh, being likable. Because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, being likable is very psychological. Yeah. Um, and she just kind of does everything wrong. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot of, you can see a lot of interview stuff where everyone's just like, yeah, we don't really like working with her. She's kind of too brash and arrogant. Mm-hmm. Um, well, having earned that mm-hmm. um, in a way. Uh, I mean, but, she's a pretty great actress. Yeah, but it's, I, I think, I don't know. I, I, I can't speak to the specific reasons that other cast members don't like her, but mm-hmm. like there's an interview with her, John, Don Cheadle and uh, Chris Hemsworth that boy, the other two really just don't like being in the same room as her. It's yeah. very clear. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I also just didn't like that movie at all. <laughs> That's true. Not a great movie. Maybe the sequel will be better because they can kind of pivot more to Ms. Marvel and Monica Rambo. Hope so. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, Deadpool three is happening under the MCU auspices. It yep. is going to be rated R at this point. That's really all we know. That's what um, they say. They also said that, Doctor Strange would be horror. Yep. I guess the director said it, and then yeah, Marvel was like, mm. "That's different." Kevin Feige <laughs> has said, "Yeah, we want to do this right. We want to do it R-rated." Um, Ryan Reynolds is on board. I don't think that Bobby Iger is going to be able to like fight Kevin Feige on anything at this point. Yeah, Deadpool three is happening. We don't know much more. It's they're probably looking for like a late twenty twenty two or early twenty twenty three release date with that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else. Uh, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. That's just going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, Peyton Reed is going to be back to direct. I wonder if they're going to try to tie in the quantum realm with the multiverse. Uh, Probably because King the Conqueror is going to be the villain. and He's kind of a multiverse dude. Yeah. So it seems like a lot of things are kind of tying back into Dr. Multiverse and the Strange Madness. I think you already did that one. Uh, I think I did Dr. Madness and the Strange Multiverse. I had a, I have another one somewhere, but I can't find it. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Uh, Dr. Multiverse and the Mad Strangeness. Okay. There it is. Gage, edit that together so I, my joke landed. No. <laughs> Don't let Don't. him suffer on it. Don't think it's possible. Yeah. Moving on. Quantumania is probably... How much? We're at an hour. How long until we're done talking about MCU? Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is going to happen. James Gunn got fired and then he... Rehired. ...has come back. Yep. Um we don't know a whole lot about what's going to happen in that. It's going to be after Thor love and thunder. So I'm guessing that there's going to be some ramifications from that because the guardians are going to be in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to get a blade movie at some point with Mahershala Ali. Mm-hmm. And I don't know anything about blade, but I'm, he's a vampire hunter. Cause I love Mahershala Ali. Yep. He's, he's a vampire hunter. And when is more, when is Morbius supposed to happen? Uh, early 2022. I bet they're going to interact. I hope not. I mean, Morbius is a vampire. Morbius is going to kill everything it touches. That's going to be an abomination of a movie. <laughs> Speaking of abomination, abomination is going to be in the She-Hulk series. Coming oh to yeah, Plus. She-Hulk is a thick. God, I'm so sick of thinking about MCU at this point. I'm so <laughs> fatigued with the MCU. Boy, I haven't even hit all the. Uh, there's like eight more Disney Plus TV shows after hit. Uh, yeah, they're doing a She-Hulk series with Tatiana Maslany as the main character. Um, she's from Orphan Black. Uh, they have, uh, what's her name? Jessica Gao, who was, uh, she's going to be doing the head writing job and she worked on Rick and Morty for a while. So might be kind of a more comedic thing, which I could see. Tatiana Maslany is pretty funny. Mm -hmm. Um, so that'll, that'll happen. Uh, we're going to get something at some point with the Fantastic Four directed by John Watts. Might be a movie, might end up being a TV show, no casting. It's going to happen fantastic great 
Uh, we're getting a Moon Knight series. He's a very interesting fan favorite kind of cult mm-hmm. favorite character. He's he. I think fan wise, like popularity wise, he's the Nightwing. Mm-hmm. Where like people don't know about him, but like fans of the like Marvel fans love him. Yeah, because uh, he's kind of the Batman of like if you took like the take Batman, introduce a little bit of magic and a lot more psychosis. Yeah, because he might just be straight up crazy. Yeah, or he might be like a moon god or something. Yeah, something. We don't uh, know what he is. Yeah. Well, we do know who he is. He's Oscar Isaac. Yeah. The Disney Plus show, which is, uh, I think that's uh, that's probably a good, good cast there. Um, Oscar Isaac can be crazy. Yeah. Just a little bit of like a little nuts in his eyes. Yeah. Ex Machina, you kind of get that. Yeah. Just like that just little bit of crazy a eyes. Sparkle that you not of like, yeah, exactly. Time. Yeah. It's good stuff. So yeah, this'll, this'll be interesting. Um, Probably there'll be some overlap with Blade. Kind of feels like those would exist sort of in the same space. I don't think so. If anything, Morbius and Blade are going to exist in the same space. Yeah, but Morbius is Sony and also like... Oh, that's right. Morbius is an MCU. Yeah. Right. Never that's mind. That's why we hate it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Get out of here. We're getting a Secret Invasion series. What are those sneakly scrolls been up to? Yeah. Sneakly scroll stuff. We're getting an Ironheart series. Um, she Riri Williams is Ironheart. She's the uh, teenage girl who takes over for Tony Stark um, as Iron Man. So we don't know how they're going to do that, but we know it's going to happen. This could also end up being something that leads into Young Avengers, maybe. Maybe. Uh, we're getting an Armor Wars series, which is going to be uh, War, Machine, War Machine. War Machine trying to stop bad guys from getting a hold of Stark. Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Yeah, they're filming this concurrently with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Um, probably going to be connected to the MCU, but not necessarily have really any canonical ramifications. Probably yeah. just fun. I mean, James Gunn and the Guardians doing a holiday special. God, the MCU did such a good job of just establishing a universe that they can just now live in. Yep um and then we're getting a i am group series this is just going to be like little animated shorts um maybe like the little pixar pre-movie things please tell me it's just groot and another one of his species and it's just them saying i am groot i am torg i am groot i am torg and they just say those and that's the entire show (laughs) is just them saying that but in different things that'd be good that's such a concept album like kind of thing to do. <laughs> it's just like, let's see how much of a story we can tell with just inflection. Yep. Yeah. So it's a lot of Marvel movies coming out between now and they have release dates locked in through the end of 2023. Um, they haven't officially announced what any of the 2023 movies are going to be. Um, oh, holy cow. They have five release dates in 2022. One of them's not announced. Might be Deadpool or something. That's yeah. Not related. Jeez, uh, are you particularly excited for any of those? Are you starting at the beginning and like any of the MCU movies we talked about or stuff we yeah. talked about? Uh, Winter Soldier, yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe Guardians Three, Thor for sure. Sure, Thor, Thor for sure. Four, 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 four. I thunderously love what you did there. Um, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, honestly, I mean, it's all kind of plays into the fact that I'm like fatigued of MCU stuff. Yeah. And it, I don't want to have to watch all of this. At this point, I'm just like, ah, 
I don't know. I mean, Blade, because I like Mahershal Ali. Um, kind of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. They like, I want to watch other indie stuff. Yeah. I want to watch things like the, like, Parasite. Yeah. But I can't, because I'm spending all of my damn time watching mcu and blockbuster stuff this is what the end of pop culture is well we're getting you get a critically acclaimed movie every week now yeah just some streaming service but like i don't think they're like critic like the critics need to lower their bar at this point no it's just that there are so many legitimately good movies coming out (sighs) well they need to stop it make bad movies again well morbius there you go. Yeah, we'll Morbius. Leave it to, Speaking of Morbius, uh, we'll leave it Sony's, to Sony to make Sony, bad movies. Yeah, Sony's doing that. It's a um, it's sort of within their Venomiverse kind of thing. Sinister Six averse. Sure. Yeah. Um, Jared Leto is going to be Morbius, who is a vampire. And he said recently that this is closer to who he is as a person, which is just a oh boy, does that make sense? An odd thing for a person to say. <laughs> Yeah, so he's uh someone he's got a we got a trailer for this with um Fearalise over it, as I recall. Yeah. Which uh I don't understand this trend of trailers doing classical just, music. And just like random choices of classical music. Yeah, no too. There no was, contextual reason for it. Yeah. Um, like you don't need Debussy De, Debussy. I don't know. For uh I don't know anymore. Um um Godzilla King Godzilla King of Monsters. Monsters. You don't need Fear least for Morbius, there was um uh, you remember that Netflix series that came out about a year ago, Lock and Key. Vaguely, I watched the trailer, and the trailer had a Rachmaninoff prelude over it, but like oh, a fancy yeah. orchestral version. Raya and the Last Dragon, the trailer you just watched, the music is just a sped up orchestral version of, and it sounded the, like it was about to go dubstep at the end, and I yeah, was like, "What the hell is going on?" And then sped they up didn't. orchestral pseudo dubstep version of the Lacrimosa from the Mozart Requiem, yep. which is like just one of the most heartrending pieces of classical music. <laughs> yep. What's it doing in your Disney movie trailer? Disney, get it together, Disney. Yep. <sighs> the Suicide Squad. Let's move over. To I DC. am so excited for this. Yeah, because it's just going to be a whole bunch of characters that no one cares about, we, and they're just going to be yep. stupid and fun. Yeah. <laughs> so let me. Uh, this is this is not a sequel to the 2016 version. This, this is, is James this is, Gunn coming in to do sort of a loose reboot with some of the same characters. This is the Suicide Squad. They are calling yes. it the Suicide. They are, they took the the from the Immortals <laughs> and stuck it on Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is scheduled for August 6th, 2021. 20. 2021. 2021. Uh, this is this is going to be one of those HBO Max theatrical dual releases. Um, well, all of releases. the HBO stuff. Are- Everything for 2021 is going to be, um, but we'll we'll kind of hit that as it comes. Um, I'm just going to real quick hit the cast list here because this is insane. Yeah. So we've got the returning casts of Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang, that fan favorite character. I mean, he's like the second best thing about that movie, but that's not saying much. Yeah, but also no one really cares about Captain Boomerang right. in this realm. Like, I don't know why the movie creators thought that he was the fan favorite. He is not the fan favorite of the Suicide Squad. Well, second to Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn's not on the Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's in the movies. Yeah, uh, Joel Kinnaman is back as Rick Flag. Viola Davis is back as Amanda Waller. And then we've got a new cast. They did um, a couple of videos at DC Fandom. There was like a sort of sizzle reel trailer, a lot of behind the scenes footage. Yeah. And then there was a 
Uh, I called it a roll call, and they just listed all of the characters that are going to be in it. Uh, Idris Elba as Bloodsport, John Cena as pa- Peacemaker, David Dostmalskian as Polkadot Man, Daniela Melchior as Ratcatcher 2, Steve Agee as King Shark, Nathan Fillion as TDK, probably the detachable kid or arm fall off boy, um, Mingling Ng as Mongol, Flula Borg as Javelin, Sean Gunn as Weasel, Michael Rooker as Savant, Pete Davidson as Blackguard, Peter Capaldi as The Thinker, and Alice Braga as Soul Soria. Yes. Good. You got your uh, pretty serious ones, like. Uh... Believe it or not, King Shark. Okay. Uh, you got your goofy ass ones like Polka Dot Man. Yep. Who all of his, he has a suit made of specific dots that he takes off and they do things like mm-hmm. the red one cuts and the yellow one flies or something like that. Like yep. it's just goofy stuff. Um, I think it's just going to be, you got this, this diverse cast of like varying sociopathic people. Yep. <laughs> and... It's going to be fun. It's just going to be so much fun. There's going to be explosions every 30 seconds. Yep. Uh, Flula Borg said in the behind the scenes video that uh, heads and genitals are going to be exploding. Everything's yep. going to be exploding. Yep. It's going to be a good time. It's just going to be, it's going to be balls to the wall crazy and I yeah. could not be more ready for it. Probably most of these characters are completely expendable and I'm betting yep. like four fifths of them don't make it to credits. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, two credits. Yeah, not on credits. Like, <laughs> none of them are getting credited. Sorry, Idris Elba. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, we get the Suicide Squad, and we're also getting a Peacemaker show. The John Cena character mm, Peacemaker yes. is getting his old his own full show. Yes, on HBO Max, which is curious what they're going to do with that. It's just going to be like a Captain America that kills. Yeah, pretty much. That'd be neat. Sure. Okay. All right. And can't see him. <laughs> All right. Speaking of DC stuff, we all know you're hyped for this one. Zack Snyder's Justice League. No, I knew you were going to do that. (laughs) Just dropped the release date, March 18th, 2021. Cool. HBO Max exclusive. It's the day that I dread. Hashtag release the Snyder Cut. Get out of here. It's going to be like four hours of awesome content. It's going to be four hours. It's going to be three hours of stuff we've already seen, but like a little different. And then apparently there's actually very little overlap with the Joss redone version. Joss, what? Redone. Oh. <laughs> Get it? Because he read it. Yeah, I okay. I write that joke in my notes because it was too good. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't. I, it's, I, I'm sure you could cut together a super cut of me like flip-flopping on this, but like I'm, I'm fine with the fact of like save the director's initial vision, mm-hmm. but not Zack Snyder's. <laughs> Zack Snyder is an exception to that rule. Yeah. His vision should not be a thing. Well, we'll review it when it comes out. Yep. Which means I have to watch it. Yep. Get to. I'm weirdly excited about this. I was kind of doing it just as a bit when the news first dropped just to kind of stick it to you and incite some controversy and some discussion. But I'm I'm legitimately looking forward to it. I'm not. I enjoyed the original just fine, but it did feel kind of like kind of a patchwork. So maybe. Okay. Maybe that this movie, as probably terrible as it's going to be, is going to be necessary to put a cap on the shared universe thing. Mm-hmm. Like this will like tie up any like cross loose ends, so that the things like Aquaman and Shazam mm-hmm. are very uh, very clearly on their own. There is no remnant of that. Like, oh, dark sides around because they're bringing dark side in for this one, aren't they? Yep. Like, so there's no longer dark sides around. Like, this is just 
all right, we can't do the full shared thing, the do dark side in a different movie. Let's just do it now. Let's just get it done. Mm -hmm. Move on. Put that in the past. And for that sake or for that purpose, I am. If it does that, I am on board. Okay. If it does not do that, I will be flipping many tables. Cool. Particularly that one, probably. Good. Counterpoint. What if it's actually pretty good and a lot of people really like it? And then Warner Bros. sees that and is like, we need Zack Snyder in charge of things again. He makes us successful. <laughs> I don't want to think about that right now. Yeah. I'm um, in a good mood today because it is beautiful outside and I was mm-hmm. sitting outside drinking a nice, uh, nice latte mm-hmm. and just like doing a crossword puzzle. Mm-hmm. I'm like, started the day great. Just let's move on from the Zack Snyder cut. All right. <laughs> if you liked the Justice League, then be ready for more of it. Let's bring your mood back up. The Batman. The Batman. Coming March 4th, 2022. At this point, that is purely a theatrical release. Okay. I'm fine with it. I'm honestly like, I'm, I am fine with waiting a little bit longer. If we get a fully theatrical release, meaning that more people have to spend money on it, which means it's going to be a lot clearer that that movie made a lot of money. And then people Mm -hmm. are going to be like, cool. We really like that. Let's do a shared universe. And then, uh, Matt Reeve goes, Reeves, Reeves, Reeves goes, no, you said that we were going to do this just on a lone movie. Yep. Maybe we get a sequel of that one, but it's not a shared universe. And we get like another Dark Knight trilogy with just Robert Pattinson, which I am all for. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. So Matt Reeves is directing. Uh, he's the guy who did actually Cloverfield um, and and the ape movies. The the second to second chunk. Yeah. He did not do the first ape movie, but he did uh dawn and war of and for the planet of the apes yes respectively uh which are both pretty good and both of them are very interesting for blockbusters yeah um they just it's a very different take on things a different they're blockbusters with some mind behind them we need to do an episode on those yeah like comparing them to the early ones and stuff like that yeah so i mean we have to watch the tim burton version yes we have to watch it yay and that's the only one we're going to talk about Oh. <laughs> okay. Anyway, the Batman. Uh, yeah. So, so what we know is that Robert Pattinson is playing Batman. Yep. And I'm hyped as balls. And we have a, tra- a teaser trailer. It, it is. I haven't seen that in so long. I watch it about once a week. <laughs> Not I watched, even joking. <laughs> I watched the Dune one about once a week. I got to start watching the Batman one again. Yeah. If you haven't seen the Batman trailer, go watch the Batman trailer right now. Yeah. Like go watch it and then wait for the scene where Batman beats the living shit out of somebody. Yeah. And it is, and have like, if you have a good set of seekers or a good, a good headphones, like put those on because just the sound mixing on that scene is just fantastic. Yeah. And I am so ready for that combat and just everything about this. And it's, yeah. <gasps> this is, this is probably the only trailer I remember in recent memory that I remember where I was when it dropped. Yeah. Cause this was DC fandom and it capped it off. And I was kind of expecting that maybe some, they were going to do something with Batman, but I wasn't really watching the event. I was leaving that to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you texted me at like, 8 p.m. Batman trailer. <laughs> and, and Hannah and I were watching TV and I turned to her and I said, stop this, this right now. We need to watch this Batman trailer. <laughs> and we pulled it up and we watched it. And two minutes later, we looked at each other and just like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be something else. I'm so, I, it's just the, <sighs> so this movie is, is 
is exploring my favorite facet of Batman in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, it is exploring that Batman is synonymous with the health of Gotham, essentially like mm-hmm. that. He is Gotham and is inseparable. Um, and so the, the theory with this is that it's like Batman's in year two. He's been mm-hmm. doing it for a little bit. That's confirmed. He's made some, maybe some, en- he's made some enemies mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, and he's, starting to develop his friendship with Gordon. Gordon's starting to realize maybe he's not the worst for Gotham. Mm -hmm. Um, So there'll be some interesting power balance probably uh, amid the two of them. Yep. Um, But it's, it's that crucial point when Batman realizes that like, I'm trying to think it's been a while since I saw the trailer and I've thought about this theory that like he is, the result of the corruption. Therefore mm-hmm. he is representative of the corruption of Gotham, mm-hmm. which is something that he's fighting. And he's like kind of that, that deal with you're fighting what you represent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with the whole ego thing is that Batman and Bruce Wayne are Batman has become its own entity. Right. Uh, versus Bruce Wayne. Uh, so there's Bruce Wayne now fighting the fact that Batman is representative is Batman is him and is also not him. And Batman is representative of the thing that Bruce Wayne sought out to fight. And it's just this like crushing existential fight within himself. Yep. And I am so excited for that. Yeah. (laughs) Not to mention this, just the basic outline of the story. As far as we know, is it's a serial killer version of Riddler. Yeah. Who's plaguing a corruption riddled Gotham. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got Paul Dano as the Riddler, which I love that story about you were watching. There will be blood. And you're like, Hey, this guy would make a great Riddler. (laughs) (laughs) And you looked it up and he was cast as Riddler. Yep. Um, Because it's like, I mean, what do you do if you, you were simultaneously fighting like, so there's a guy who's killing corrupt officials mm-hmm. and you want to stop the killing, but you stop, but he's killing corrupt officials that you are also fighting corruption right. and therefore are also fighting the thing that you are representing and fighting at the same time. And you're mm-hmm. re- like, it's, it's, you're defending and fighting both what you were representing. And, and it's just like, boy, is Robert Pattinson going to bring back his angst. <laughs> yeah. A lot of tension in this. Uh, we're getting Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, um, which I'm pretty excited for. Uh, we're getting, a couple of the uh, kind of famous crime figures. Colin Farrell is going to be the Penguin. Mm-hmm. It looks like more of just a classic crime boss yep. version and not a weird, goofy Penguin man that goes Wah! and <laughs> throws birds at people. Um, <laughs> that is the Penguin. <laughs> uh, John Turturro is going to be Carmine Falcone. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeffrey Wright is going to play Jim Gordon. He's, I'm guessing he's not going to be commissioner at this point. He's right, he wouldn't be. Like a, no, a he, detective. Yeah, he's, I think they actually have a commissioner cast. I think he's lieutenant yeah. at this point um andy circus is gonna play alfred yeah which is that's interesting choice but i kind of dig it i do i i like i think the i think they're kind of like mixing the um the andy circus is a bit funnier version of jeremy irons mm-hmm. like so he's, he's still kind of like that a lot more serious like kind of early on like looking sense, out for this reckless yeah, child. Yeah. Um, but you then get like the sense that this guy was terrifying 30 years ago. Right. Yeah. And then like, uh, cause with Batman, Batman's been doing his thing for like 10 years and Alfred's mm-hmm. kind of like relaxed a little bit. Like he knows that Batman's what he's do what knows what he's doing. So it's mm-hmm. less of looking out for a child and more of like trying to be resistance right. of a force. Um, but this is year two Batman. So there's still this like 
maturity with Andy Serkis, like at his age now, mm-hmm. looking out for this reckless child while right. being humorous about things, which Andy Serkis can for sure do. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm just I'm super hyped for this. It's I am. It is just a recipe for beauty. <laughs> yeah, gritty street level noir. Batman, Batman being the world's greatest. Say crap, man. I was well, I was trying to say Batman being the world's greatest detective, and I said Bat and great at the same time. Oh. So I said crap, man. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's uh, that's still filming at this point. It's slated to be done in March. And They've then, had a couple shutdowns because of COVID, but yeah, apparently Robert Pattinson may have been one of the guys that got COVID himself. Um, which poor guy but yeah i feel like that was something that was always going to happen to him because it's robert pattinson and he's kind of crazy um they're slated to finish filming in march and then do a bunch of post-production and hopefully be able to release it release it by march next year yep maybe the court of owls is going to be in it oh no 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 there's some hints in that trailer right so okay Here's the thing. Court of Owls is is uh is a um a council of the richest noble people in uh not noble like noblemen, like rich 1% people in Gotham mm-hmm. that secretly meet and control everything. It's like the Illuminati of Gotham and something. Yeah. And like and they have their their main assassin, their owls, they have an assassin called the Talon mm-hmm. and they're like, "Hey, we need this person taken care of." Talon goes and kills somebody. Mm-hmm. Um if there are references to them, Mm-hmm. in this movie completely for it i will bring a shoulder pad matt for the movie because if okay. they mention it you will i will be punching very hard all right <laughs> um but if they make them a centerpiece mm-hmm. and overshine starting ground level with the riddler yeah uh i'm gonna be a little unhappy with it yeah. just because that that's the court of owls has the potential to be the culminating yeah. thing like yeah. you like they have their fingers in everything and yep. so movie three is when you're like oh i gotta find these guys because the riddler yeah. was part of them or something and like or fought, fighting against them or fighting against them like that's the corruption and then you realize yeah. oh he's a like because i mean i think riddler has potential to be i mean clayface is a new is a good guy now like riddler has sure. potential to be one of those things but he's also kind of a psychopath yeah um but well, no i the opening shot of the trailer is him murdering someone with duct tape right well no I think he's duct taping a dead person. Some in some order, murder and duct tape are involved in this person's <laughs> life. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, but no, I, I think that'd be that'd be cool if there's like a reference to it. Yeah. Matt Reeves has said before stuff that makes it sound like he wants to do like a full trilogy and he has kind of an overarching arc planned. Yeah. That would probably be really good because they're, I mean. There's not a lot in the trailer that suggests it. But like This movie is not a superhero movie. It is a noir self-fight, like, yeah. internal fight movie yeah. that happens to be Batman. Right. Um, and I think avoiding supervillains and their proper supervillain in this yeah. is the way to do that. And I think The Court of Owls is a really good ground-level way to go about that because... I mean, you could argue that that stuff exists as it is like the rich people who meet and kind of control things. Um, Sound a little new world order. Over there. Nah, well, I mean, <laughs> you, you see enough theories of all these different like Masonic temples and all this, like the Illuminati and everything. And it's just like, you know, maybe there is something <laughs> out there that like has led to like all these things being 
theorized. <laughs> sure, we'll go with it. <laughs> but it's the Court of Owls. It is the Court of Owls. What if Scott Snyder nailed it in the Batman book? <laughs> and they're all just like, how do we do this? <laughs> we'll change our name. We'll be the, uh, the, the, the Court of Emus. <laughs> and then declare war on Australia. <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, moving forward, uh, DC movies, there is a flash movie, which is still supposed to be based on the flashpoint storyline in which he goes back in time to try to save his mom, but kind of breaks everything. Yeah. The flash wanted to have his mom back. So he went back and stopped his mom from being dead. And then, uh, you know, time travel shenanigans to the point where, uh, wonder woman and Aquaman are at war and then use a guy whose literal existence is nuclear energy to nuke the entire world. That's comics. Sounds fun. Uh, yeah. We don't know a whole lot. Ezra Miller is back. Um, I'm pretty impressed with myself to be able to like really quickly describe yeah. the entire Good. plot Just of lay it down. Right there, yeah. <laughs> uh, Andy Machete, who directed it, but also it chapter two, um, is going to direct. Uh, it might be a good choice. Um, Michael Keaton is going to be back as yep. Batman from the the '89 Batman and its sequel. Um, Batfleck is apparently also going to be in it. Um, might be some, probably going to be some other people crossing over some other versions of things. There have been rumors and little teases that we might get some sort of Watchmen element. What do you think? So here's the thing in the flashpoint, like the flashpoint is the thing that happened in 2011. The, the stop, uh, that like when he's coming back at the end mm-hmm. of the book, like this, the, the page is kind of like shattered into fractals and you see little elements. And one of those little chunks of this, of the page is Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Um, very clearly stating that it's bringing Watchmen in the DC, uh, universe. Okay. Um, if it's just a reference, like a cameo, mm-hmm. fine. It's similar to, uh, my opinion on the court of owls that it's dangerous to try to breach into the Watchmen because unless you're willing to, direct the audience that's watching this movie to also watch the new the show mm-hmm. like there's going to be kids watching this that should not be watching that show right um and that's like the watchman is a very mature property and i think yep. doing you're either gonna do watchman justice and you're gonna need to amp up the um the rating Mm-hmm. of this movie or you're not going to do Watchmen Justice and it's going to piss off a lot of people. You're going to do Watchmen Injustice. Rorschach and Justice 2 character playable confirmed. Yes. Justice 3. Injustice 3. Justice 2 has all their DLCs out. Yeah. Including the Turtles. Turtles? The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are playable characters in Injustice 2. <laughs> Love it. Good stuff. Yep. Alright. Uh, <sighs> Aquaman 2. December 16th, 2022. James, I Wan, fun. James Wan is back to direct. Um, he got a little sidetracked making a, uh, he calls it a little horror thriller called Malignant, which is going to come out this September. Um, don't know anything about it except that it's going to be one of those HBO theatrical simultaneous releases. Yep. And it won't be benign. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, Jason Momoa is back. Um, Amber Heard is at this point still supposed to be back, but uh, apparently her role has been written in such a way that she could be cut if need be. Good. If the world, if Warner Brothers decides that she's a terrible enough person at some point between now and then. <laughs> they finally come to, ter- I think it's, I think they all agree that she's a terrible person, but I just like, it's a, too much of a hassle. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen II is going to be back as Black Manta. Yep. Um, 
Shazam 2. Shazam Fury of the Gods. Yeah. David F. Sandberg. David F. Sandberg is back to direct. Yep. Mr. Mind might be the villain. I yep. don't know who that is. Mr. Mind is a uh, Venusian, Venusian worm. Okay. Good stuff. That's a thing. For sure. It's a worm from Venus and he can mind mind control, I think. That I mean, that would be suggested from the name Mr. Mind. Yeah. But I think I'm curious what this is going to be about. Cause so let's uh, Fury of the Gods. So he's uh, the council, the, inf- the infinity count, not the infinity council. The, um, um, why am I drawing a blank? The council, the, the 11 or the nine or the seven. Holy shit. Uh, eternity counts the eternity council. Cool. Cause the rock of eternity, that's right. the rock of eternity. The council there. Um, is this an eternals crossover? No. um i'm curious what their gods are because i mean black adam yeah which we are getting that movie as well like i don't know so shazam gets gets his powers from you know like the strength of uh zeus uh or the power of zeus the uh stamina of uh atlas like that stuff like mm-hmm. he has those. So maybe they're just going to go straight up Greek gods. Yeah. And then Gal Gadot shows up and it's like, why are you punching my, my dad? <laughs> <laughs> or why is my dad punching you? <laughs> more likely. Yeah. Yeah. More likely this is just going to be, uh, Shazam gets the crap beat out of him by some gods. Well, cause yeah, she's met Ares. Yeah. So they, they've put, they've explicitly put the Greek gods in the DC universe. Yeah. Which means that now, so maybe it just comes across like one of the members of like one of the names, like Atlas or mm-hmm. like um, Hermes or something like that. It's like, hey, what's up? Like, I got your, hey, Hermes, I got your speed. And Hermes is like, who are you? Go away. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Could be. Some, we don't know anything. We don't, at this we point. don't know anything. It's uh, happening. It's the moment through. they cast one of the gods is when we know that they're going to be yeah doing that stuff. Yeah, but that's not coming out till summer 2023 at this point. Yeah. So, yeah. What uh, if all the gods are pissed off that Wonder Woman killed Ares? <laughs> yeah. Did she kill him at the end of that movie? Yeah. It'd be hilarious. They're all pissed off and they're like, we can't find Wonder Woman, so we're just going to fight you. He's like, what did I do? <laughs> Your cape. <laughs> you were asking Mistake. For it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of Black Adam, we're getting Black Adam movie. They don't have a release date set, but they do have Dwayne The Rock Johnson they cast. Took an, they took it entirely off the slate because they were pushing everything back and they're just like, yeah. We don't want to put things on a release date in six years. Yep. But uh, Black Adam, Dr. Fate, Adam Smasher, and Hawkman. Yep. We have uh, Aldous Hodge cast as Hawkman. He was in Invisible Man. He was really good in that. Um, Noah Centineo is going to play Adam Smasher. Dr. Fate is going to be in it, but has not been cast. Yep. Um, Just a whole bunch of strong dudes. Yep. (laughs) We're going to probably get something with Justice Society of America. Yeah. Because that's, yeah. Because uh, who else would we need? We need wild. We would need Wildcat. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need Star Girl, who's in the show, mm-hmm. uh, and so is. Um, God, I'm trying to remember. Like they had other people, like Our Man and stuff like that in the show. So I'm wondering if they're going to bring that in at all. Hope they don't. I don't think that was good. Yep. Um, but no, I think I mean that'd be fun if they're just like, hey, let's put together a little a uh, little group for uh, for law, like a justice society. But and it's then, American. And then Dr. Fate goes, that's really stupid and disappears into an onk. <laughs> <laughs> it 
like it. Yeah. Um, that's happening. We've gone over all of these speculated DC movies before. I'm not even going to hit them. Yep. Um, Gotham PD is a HBO Max original series. It's going to be kind of a spinoff of Batman. Um, uh, Joe Barton will show run. I didn't write a note on who that was, so I don't remember. The original guy dropped out due to creative differences. Good. Never a good sign, but I mean, sometimes creators can have bad, bad creative decisions and disagree with a good overarching vision. Um, We don't know a whole lot about it, but it's supposed to be going to be sort of a grounded series with the corruption and just day-to-day life of Gotham PD. The sort of thing that Gotham was supposed to be. Yeah. But then we're like, hey, Smallville. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's let's be Smallville, but with Batman. Yeah. Love it. Yay. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to this. This is beyond, beside Batman. This might be the DC thing I'm most excited for mm-hmm. at this point. Um, Do we know? Wait, uh, did you say who, what characters? I think we know Jim Gordon's going to be in it. I think that's it. Okay. I think that's what we know. I wonder if they're going to make him like kind of a side character. Mm-hmm. Cause I would love to see more of like the, um, I, I would love to see other characters other members of the police department like so mm-hmm. renee montoya is a good character yeah uh that's been around she's in birds of prey yep. um harvey bullock is a vastly underused character in the media yeah boy i love him he was uh he was in um gotham okay he was in gotham um didn't really like him that much in that one but like i mean that show's not fantastic yeah he's an easy character to do wrong yeah I, I think he's just like a He's a very interesting, uh, so he's a police officer that's not really corrupt, uh, but he's kind of like, this is the way it is. He's like kind of worn down by the yeah. corruption. And, and the, then he's got his partner, Jim, who's just like, no, we can do the right thing. And yeah. he's like, Nuh. and he's, he does offer kind of a good balance of realism. What else? Uh, we will get a Wonder Woman three at some point. We don't know when. Yep. Because... She's waiting. She's waiting until the pandemic eases up. Yep. And also because she's going to direct segue to Star Wars rogue squadron uh, which is the oh oh yeah next star wars movie oh my the, god i forgot uh, we have all the star wars franchise we're yeah, at two hours i know i've got so much more i need to cover yeah we'll this one fast. this one's gonna be long yep. we knew that yep next time it won't be as long it'll be updates on things yep. right now we're talking about everything yeah okay um so rogue squadron is going to be um she's described it as a fighter pilot movie yep um but in star wars yeah. there's a really cool little video she did like an announcement video uh that came out um i don't know at some point when they released all that star wars stuff Mm -hmm. uh we have like 10 different star wars series happening Uh, well we've got taika watiti is making a movie at some point that's happening star wars don't know yep uh obi-wan kenobi is going to get a star wars series um it's going to be uh going back to disney plus uh, it's going to be relatively soon. We know that uh, Ewok McGellan is going to be back. Yep. Ewan McGregor. Uh, Hayden Christensen is going to be back as Darth Vader, which is going to be kind of cool. Uh, we'll just see. Some you think? Stuff. So, okay. So Darth Vader, he's coming back as Darth Vader, mm-hmm. which means it's post putting the suit on, yep. probably. Uh, I mean, unless you really want to spend a whole lot of time in the 30 minutes between Order 66 and suit 
I do. Uh, I want to watch every excruciating detail of him lopping limbs off of younglings. Yeah, that's pretty much all it is. That and then maybe his flight to <laughs> flight to Mustafar. Yeah. What um, podcasts did he listen to on that? Yeah, flight? exactly. <laughs> um, I'm curious what they're going to do because the reason I'm bringing this up is that, like, you know, he's got a suit on. Yeah. They don't really need him. We didn't know it was David Prowse the whole time. It was just yeah. a body, and then. James Earl Jones. Yeah. So like, are they going to do something where it's like he takes off his mask every once in a while? I don't know. Like, what's the point? Maybe early days, Darth Vader does take off the mask sometimes and then he grows more attached. Well, he does. I mean, he does take off the mask when he's resting. Like yeah. th- they do that in five. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is a suit after all, like a suit that's like kind of keeping him alive, but yeah, doesn't really need it all the time. So it'd be kind of cool if like, they kind of do a uh, rebels thing where they're fu- like, he's fighting somebody and then someone like breaks half his mask and you see like his face mm-hmm. and it's like this horrifying, like Sith eyed Anakin. Yeah. That'd be dope. Yeah. Could be fun. Also, that is a cool shot, by the way, in revenge of the Sith. When it like, when he's got his, the Sith eyes. Yeah. Like that was pretty cool. I got to admit, I saw a screenshot. I was like, that's a good shot. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's movie's bad, but <laughs> no, the rest of the movie's fine. it's fine. It's kind of mid tier. Yeah. We'll talk about it eventually. Uh, Ahsoka is getting a little spinoff series um, after Mandalorian. Yeah. Rosario Dawson's going to be back. After her appearance that didn't, she didn't need to be the one. Right. It could have been any Jedi. They just needed. Look, Rosario Dawson is Ahsoka. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do a little screen test. Yep. In front of 50 million viewers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Mandalorian spinoffs, Rangers of the New Republic, which is going to be about the those two rangers of the x-men yeah. yeah x-men x-wing x-wing men star wars disney crossovers uh, <laughs> uh we're going to get a lando series we're going to get andor which i'm excited about this one this is uh cassian andor who was in um the rogue one uh diego luna's character he's kind of a rebel spy saboteur kind of guy uh and he's i guess we're going to just kind of explore his role in the rebellion and this is going to be i really love just the universe that rogue one kind of inhabits where it is more of the ground level day-to-day this is what happens in a star war yeah i want to see more of that i really liked that character in that and then i i'm very intrigued by this i'll probably be fine yep uh the acolyte which is going to be a series in the high republic era uh they've described it as a mystery thriller who is the acolyte? That's the mystery. I I am thrilled to find out. I don't know. So Old Republic. I'm excited for that. That'd be really cool to see like High Republic. Hi- High Republic. Yeah. Like height of the Jedi being just everywhere and doing yeah. everything all the time. Yep. Um speaking of shadowy orders that sit behind the scenes and control everything, am I right? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> and that's uh High Republic is the Sith are extinct at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just the Jedi just being overpowered. <laughs> yep. Uh, we're getting Star Wars The Bad Batch, which is going to be a Clone Wars spinoff that follows The Bad Batch. Yeah. Is that going to be live action or animated? Animated. Oh, I'd be hilarious if they made a live action. <laughs> uh, Star Wars Visions, which is going to be an, a Star Wars anthology done in um, anime from oh, yeah. actual like Jan- Japanese anime studios. Yeah. Um, a droid story, which is going to be a 
don't know, some sort of fun. I'm imagining this is going to be kind of a kid's show. Mm-hmm. R2-D2 and C-3PO get up into adventures. Should be fun. Yeah. A lot of Star Wars happening. A lot of Star Wars. A lot of Disney happening. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of the big properties happening. Okay, we should probably hit some other stuff that's happening too, right? Dune! Dune! I just want to do Dune. I just want to talk, talk about, about Dune. Dune. Let's talk about Dune a lot. Oh my god, I'm so ready for Dune. This release date is October 1st, 2021. Uh, they're going to be doing simultaneous HBO Max and theatrical release. I'm going to see it in theaters. People are very mad about. Yeah. The, the people, oh, who, who the people the in charge. Yeah. Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve and uh, Legendary Productions are thinking about suing at this point. Yep. Um, which should be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of uh, Godzilla versus Kong, which we'll get into in a little bit here, uh, is apparently looking for like $250 million from Warner Media for like expected loss of revenue. Uh, yeah. Ooh. So this is interesting. This is, a, yeah. this is an ongoing story. I mean, you got following. Disney, you got Disney and Warner Media doing two different things. And I'm curious to see who comes out on top, like adapting to new methods or sticking to your guns because that's where money is. Yep. And I'll be honest, I hope and pray that Warner Media is the one that comes out on top because they're adapting to new methods. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, the world's probably going to make Disney because people don't like adapting to new methods. Yep. Um, and I want movie theaters to live, darn it. I mean, I do too. Like that's, I'm hoping that here, here's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that it's not about making less good movies. Mm-hmm. It's about m- reducing the number of movies that go to theaters maybe that's what the difference is that, yeah you choose your big ones mm-hmm. like batman and i wish uh well batman's also sound, no that's pushback yeah so batman or like dune would have been a good one to do just that but yep. like two a year each each mega corporation chooses two movies that they like put in theaters and the rest of them are like I mean, because that's I'd how say you more like ten, but yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because um, then you're. I feel like you're losing money anyway by like putting them all in the in theaters. I don't know. Is there an overcrowding effect? There's going to be some really interesting market corrections over the next few years. You know. need a data analyst. Data analyst. Yep. That's I don't know how are. to say my own thing. Yeah. Uh. So what? What's Dune? What's the deal with Dune? Dune is book is a book is the sci-fi book um one of foundation trilogy never heard of it uh, you don't get to talk then no dune is the is the set now dune is one of the biggest sci-fi books around um and it's been made into a movie back in the 70s and the 70s and it was 80s and it was god awful i think um pretty bad i haven't seen it yeah uh but they made a new one uh and it's it's just stacked yeah. Yeah, Denis Villeneuve, who's the director who made uh Blade Runner twenty forty nine and just And Arrival and, and Arrival and just like all this beautiful stuff. He yep. knows how to make good movies. You got um I mean Hans Zimmer just made a song uh uh remixed um Eclipse. Never, huh? Eclipse. Eclipse uh for the trailer. But then you have Timothy Chalamet, you've got mm-hmm. uh Jason Momoa. I love how you couldn't pronounce Timothee Chalamet right, and so you just kind of leaned into a wacky pronunciation, yep. and now you've decided you're going to do that for all the names. Nope. Jason Momoa. Jason Oh, that was just me being weird. Uh, Josh Brolin. <laughs> Josh Brolin. <laughs> Josh Brolin. Um, Zendaya. Yep. Another anonym. Yep. 
stop it with that. Um, who else? Rebecca Ferguson. Rebecca Ferguson. Stellan Skarsgård. Yes. Dave Batista. Yes. Oscar Isaac. Yes. I'm, uh, yep. Javier Bardem. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think I'm missing someone, but I don't remember who it is. But yeah, it's a stacked cast and yep. it's just, it looks beautiful. Again, if you haven't seen the trailer, go watch it right now. Yeah. Uh, it's just, I, I am, I loved the book. It's the first book that got me back into reading. Yep. Um, and I, I, it, I'm just so excited. There's yeah. just so many shots. There's so many shots that aren't even like the movie. Yeah. Like the shots of the palm, like the date palms on fire is not even the movie. It's just one shot. And like, it's literally a sentence in the book Yeah, and it's just beautiful. Yeah. <sighs> yep. Yeah. Hype for this. Uh, this is going to be part one of a two part adaptation that we know of. They haven't like announced it officially that there's going to be a part two, but like right. they said, it's the first half of the book. Yeah. And we're all like, okay, are you going to do the second one, please? And they're like, this is the first half of the book. And we're like, are you going to do the second half? And he's like, this is the first part of the book. I'm like, we well, know. <laughs> yeah. They'll, it, I assume they're going to see if it does well. Yeah. And then it's, and it's, it's gonna, it's not. Oh, I guess because of the it's, release. I, yeah, I think that a lot of the, I think the deck was stacked against this from the start. It's well, a, I don't think, I mean, the thing is, I don't think they're going to measure if they're doing the simultaneous release, they're not going to measure just money. That might help. Like, I actually, cause that would be, that, that's incredibly stupid. It's measuring the, like, you can't do one thing and then measure the, uh, the, indi- the key indicator mm-hmm. of a different thing. Yeah. Like you're measuring the performance of an apple by how much of an orange, it, how much it tastes like an orange. Right uh and to use that expand on that uh, thing uh so i think they're gonna look at like views how many people watched it yeah and they'll know like okay this made this would have made a lot of money if all if we're doing it like purely theaters and like i mean the thing is people aren't gonna people are more likely going to buy tickets to go watch it than pay for a subscription of hbo max um because like i mean a free trial though that's true yeah but like i think that's the data that they're gonna look at as well yeah um because how do you think netflix tracks stuff yeah views and like reviews like they have account information yeah it's true so yeah we'll see i'm i'm worried i'm worried about it financially but i'm excited about it story-wise yeah critically uh yeah that'll be that'll probably be good uh oh boy so much other stuff oh my god uh, a couple of big things that I want to touch on. Um, Amazon is producing a Lord of the Rings series. Yes. They acquired the rights a couple years ago at this point and have started working on it. We don't mm-hmm. know a whole lot. It's going to be set during the Second Age. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to follow a group of plucky adventurers as they fight against a great evil. Mm-hmm. Starting to sound kind of familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to see more different locations, though. Um, we're going to get to see Numenor. Um, we're going to get to see... Oh, I'm blanking on the name. Uh, the big elven capital, Lindon. Mm. Um, it's going to be, hopefully get into some stuff that's just kind of glossed over in the Silmarillion and dig in and find some interesting stories there. Hopefully not make it terrible. A mm-hmm. little worried that they're going to make it terrible, but they're also spending like a billion dollars on it. So. Yeah. Game of Thrones, more than a Game of Thrones budget, isn't it? Way more. Yeah. Yeah. And like they said, they're doing, they have, I think they've said they're going to do like practical effects and stuff like that. Like they did for Lord of the Rings, which made Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. just eons better. Yep. Um, they're filming in New Zealand. Yep. They've, uh, I think they're starting filming actually this month. Really? Yeah. 
All right. Um, well, they have a lot of people cast. Yeah. None of them. No heard names. Of. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, well, I've heard of, I guess, Paddy Considine. No, wait, he's in House of the Dragon. Wrong thing. We'll get into it. There's more. Oh. Oh, God. I'll go fast. Uh, let's see. House of the Dragon, Game of Thrones prequel spinoff. Yeah. on the Targaryens. Um, we have uh, Paddy Considine as King Viserys Targaryen. Not the Viserys we know and hate. Um, different one. A few other people have been cast. It's going to be a lot of prehistory stuff, probably intrigue and politics, but just kind of from a different perspective. Yep. Should be fun, or maybe it's terrible. Who knows? We'll find out. Uh, let's see. Um, Mortal Kombat. There's going to be a Mortal Kombat movie coming in a few months. It's going to be HBO Max and theater simultaneous release. Let's get excited. Quiet Place 2. Yay! Uh, do we have a we have a, a new release date recently? Uh, it's like September or something. Uh, yeah, September seventeenth. Um, got a trailer for that? Don't make that face. I have a lot of things I need to list off quickly here. Uh. <laughs> Don't make that face. I have a lot. Of I'm things so I need to tired. List off I'm not that sorry. <laughs> Quiet Place Two. Let's get excited. Trailer is awesome. Loved the first one. John Krasinski's back. Yay. They're making a sequel. Uh, Killian Murphy's going to be in it. Oh, yeah. And Jimon Hansu. Digimon Hanso. Yeah, that one. <laughs> sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, no Time to Die, the new James Bond movie, the 25th one. Apparently, they might have to do some reshoots on that one because the product placement is out of date. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of hilarious. What if it was GameStop? Sad. <laughs> <laughs> relevant for this week only yeah <laughs> uh yeah so i don't know i've been excited about that but it's been hard to maintain much of a level of enthusiasm and now it's been pushed back to like march next year i didn't write down the date i can't believe that's right no time to die uh october 8th okay so it's been pushed back two years at this point from its original date um because they had some directorial mix up some creative differences shall we God. say <laughs> and then it was slated to release like end of march last year yeah and then the covid covoid happened yep and everything got pushed back and that one kind of got hurt the worst um yep. stranger things season four coming out some point this year we don't know exactly when they're filming um we don't know much we got a, a teaser uh did we Oh, I did see that sort there was of. a Teeler. Te- teaser. Teeler. Te- teeler. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, David Harbour is back. The kids are going to be back. Uh, Tom Rutzlitzka is going to be in it. Okay. Jack and Hagar from... Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, also, Robert England, who played Freddy Krueger, is going to be in it as a serial killer or murderer of some sort. So that's going to be fun. Uh, let's see. Matrix 4 is slated for December 22nd, 2021. The Wachowskis are Bukowski. Keanu Reeve turns. Lambert Wilson is back Merovin again. Cause like the Merovingian. Carrie Ann Mouse is also back, but I didn't think of a pun for her. So I didn't write one down. Uh, Priyanka Chopra is going to be at it. Jessica Henwick's going to be at it. Jonathan Groff's going to be in it to remind us of his love. Oh, yay. Jada Pinkett Smith is going to be in it. Yaya Abdul-Mateen. Is he going to gonna be, be blue? If he's not I blue. I hope so. <laughs> um, 
we don't know anything about this except it's the next matrix movie probably going to be really terrible yeah it's going to be hbo max release though so we can watch it um uh disney plus is doing a willow series with warwick davis coming back for the eight fans who? of willow warwick davis well, i know who sorry what's willow it was a fantasy thing that tried to capitalize on lord of the rings in the 80s um i watched about half of it once it wasn't very good huh. it's a thing though All right. uh we're getting a space jam reboot sequel something with lebron james yep uh it's also going to be hbo max uh theatrical simul release at some point this summer um i promised hannah i'd mention this we're getting an uglies movie for kids who liked that uh teen fiction uh netflix has the rights they're producing it and guess who's directing mcgee oh mcgee 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 netflix also has the rights to narnia we don't know if they're doing anything with them at this point but they're thinking they're going to make something they just bought the rights and they're like, we're not going to do anything with it. We just want the rights to Narnia. Yeah. Um, Top Gun Maverick is coming out. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's just going to be a straight sequel to the previous one. It's going to have Miles Teller in it. That one has also been pushed back a few times, but it's supposed to come out this summer, July 2nd. America. Except we kind of missed. Should be July 4th. <laughs> it's probably not a Friday. Uh, let's see. Uh, just this past week, there has been rumors, uh, which I think at this point has been confirmed, that HBO Max is doing a Harry Potter series. Yes, it has been confirmed. Okay. Um, we don't know anything about it. We don't know if it's going to be a readaptation of the book or a sequel or a prequel. Uh, we know it's not going to be the book. Okay. I think they said they're doing a different time. Okay. I think they said period piece. Like 80s. Hmm. Or something okay. like that. I don't know. Uh, don't quote me on it, but I think they're doing like earlier hogwarts okay maybe uh mcgonagall's not around right because she hasn't been born yet because she hasn't been born yet <laughs> uh they apparently want to get daniel radcliffe back in some capacity i don't know whether what that's maybe they'll do later then yeah i'll do we'll see maybe uh, we'll follow the entitled children of the the like the celebrity that is harry uh, potter are they gonna do a cursed child adaptation because apparently cursed child is really bad mm. but who knows um indiana jones 5 is being made for some reason but james mingold is directing so logan oh that's right yeah we talked about that yeah so i'm kind of excited for old man indy um we don't know much about that but he's working on it yes it's it's actually it's actively happening at this point that's most of the things there's a um a Sopranos prequel called The Many Saints of Newark that's going to come out in September. Uh, HBO Max theatrical release. Ah, oh, crap. I suppose I should probably watch Sopranos then soon. Maybe. I'm not super invested. Um, Michael Gandolfini Oops. is going to star as young Tony Soprano, which is kind of cool, reprising his dad's role as okay. a child. We have like a half a second clip from... Um, there's like a HBO Max. They did a big promo thing where they played an epic version of Four Seasons and listed all of the movies that are going to be releasing on uh, HBO Max this year. Um, there's a half-second clip of him punching someone, as Tony Soprano likes to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the cast is pretty good. They've got John Bernthal and Corey Stoll and Leslie Odom Jr. and Ray Liotta. John Bernthal, all right. Is this a Goodfellas crossover? Also, I have a theory that Sopranos, The Wire, and The Menu are all set in the same shared universe. 
and John Bernthal being in this. Maybe this is like his pre-Punisher days, except it's in the 60s, so I don't think the timeline lines up. But who knows? Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness could make all the timelines fit together. I'm going crazy over here. I've, I've yeah. looked at too many pop culture things. Just just, just keep, keep rolling. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think that's all of the different things I have wanted to talk about. We're going to talk about King... Or- so let's talk about the things that are coming out in the next three months. Right. Yes. I have. Gage, you can cut this to be the video probably. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I have five movies that I think are the highest profile that are coming out in the next three months. Okay. Um, that I think we should talk about. Let's do Godzilla versus Kong first because you were super excited about that and you let the world know on Twitter. I did. Go to our Twitter at Justice Losers Pod to see my, uh, my thoughts on that. Yep. So this is coming uh, March 31st. Uh, HBO Max and theatrical simultaneous release. Gonna we just be, got a trailer. It's gonna be bad. Gonna be bad. It's gonna be why un- do you why do you say it's gonna, gonna be, be bad? stupid? Because it's just gonna. I mean, it, it's <laughs> very coherent. Yes, good. I, I mean, I can't. I'm not. I just go look at my Twitter rant. Like that's mm-hmm. that covers my opinion on it. Yep. Like it's literally just. <sighs> We're gonna do an episode on Godzilla. Yep. At some point. Yep. Probably soon. We're going to have our friend Harry on who has done a whole lot of Godzilla. Like watched all of them. He's a huge fan. Mm-hmm. Knows a lot about it. You'd There's have just to be a huge fan to be a fan of all those huge monsters. But um, uh... stop it. I want to get this episode over with. <laughs> Me too. Uh, I think there's just a, there's a misunderstanding of what makes Godzilla a good movie. Um, Isn't making Godzilla a good movie when you give King Kong a giant magic ax and let him hit people with it. Yeah, that's, totally not in act three um it's just it's gonna be the same reason king of monsters was not fantastic Mm -hmm. it's just like make a point with the humans like make an actual point with the humans Mm -hmm. or let them not be in the movie yeah like do you know how little of a story you remember pacific rim yeah. There was so little story with the humans because no one really cared. I haven't seen Pacific there was, Rim. I thought you said... Oh, I said, you. did you know? Do you know? Yeah. So there's a little bit of a story with the humans. Okay. But like for the most part, it's just let's put them in giant robots and make them punch the shit out of some reptiles. Like... Cancel the apocalypse. Yeah. Very much. Like, and it's just... It's fun. Mm-hmm. And then the early Godzillas are so the way andrew was explaining it to me today um was so the way that my roommate was explaining it to me today was that we were with early godzillas the first godzilla was a metaphor for nuclear stuff mm-hmm. the next one like the shia uh the she, or she, shin? shin godzilla was a metaphor for red tape and bureaucracy stopping progress mm-hmm. meaning that it's kind of a metaphor like kind of a metaphor for the fukushima meltdown okay. and how they couldn't fix it even though they knew it was going to happen because there was too much bureaucratic red tape okay there was a point for the humans being there not just some stupid human love romance uh story that's happening while godzilla and kong are duking it out but that's why i go to the movies to watch elizabeth olsen and aaron (laughs) taylor johnson make goo goo eyes at each other while godzilla mashes cities off screen yeah exactly (laughs) it's just it's there's two ways you can do it and they have not been doing it either way yeah and it's like have the humans be like oh my god like this is why this is happening and then move on yep it's stupid yep we might get mecha godzilla though i don't care but 
So you think King Kong is going to kick his ass and then like Mechagodzilla is going to be like a, a, a like a, a cyborg diversion of him? Uh, what is Mechagodzilla? It's a cyborg diversion of Godzilla. Okay, so Godzilla is going to get completely obliterated by the axe. Probably like his arm and leg and tail cut off and like probably half his face. And then the humans are going to be like, hey, you were really cool and we need your help. So we're going to build you back with cyborg parts. Or the Godzilla we see in the trailer is not the real Godzilla. And the real Godzilla has been taken and cyborged by evil, nefarious human people. So is the, you think, so we might get Mechagodzilla in this movie? Yeah. Oh, God, please, no. Yeah. Well, there's a there's a shot where it kind of looks like he might be in the background a little bit. Um, and there's a shot where a dude is standing against a wall, and the wall has some plans on it, and they kind of look like giant robot dinosaur legs. Okay. So, I don't know. That's I don't know. As, I'm going to see this. That's about as much as uh evidence there is for court of owls being in batman so. yeah <laughs> all uh, right what else well give me a prediction uh, IMDb I think, ranking imdb ranking probably seven one okay rotten tomatoes eight three eighty three percent okay i'm 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 going bold on just the way that uh that rotten tomatoes does their rankings okay because that's eighty three percent of people saying that it's at least a seven Okay. And I think a majority of people are going to be like, yeah, that was kind of a fun movie. The critics are going to bring it down. I think Metacritic's going to be a 5-3. 53. Okay. Metacritic 53. So that's an 83 audience rating for Rotten Tomatoes? Yes. Okay. I should have specified because I did critic rating for Rotten Tomatoes on all my guesses. Uh, I, critic rating uh, probably 6-2. All right. 62%. Okay, uh, mine for the record were IMDb 5.9, uh, Rotten Tomatoes Critic 31%. Oh, wow, you... I am, I am expecting this to be very bad. Okay. Just my go-to metric for how good a movie is going to be based on the trailer is how good the writing is in the trailer, hmm. and the writing is very bad in this trailer. Yeah. Um, and I can't imagine that they're saving their good lines for the actual movie. Uh, Rotten Tomato audience score, I'll say about 65%. Okay. Um, Metacritic 43 So not far from mine on the... Your audience was 83. Oh, right, right, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, What's next? What's another movie? Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. This is more of a <sighs> yeah. drama indie type. This is actually going to be also HBO Max theatrical simultaneous release. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya is going to play Fred Hampton, who's a Black Panther leader in the 60s. It's good to see Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya yelling. Yeah. <laughs> He's usually just so... This timid guy. Quiet. Yeah. yeah. He's... He's great as more of a, not yelly, but I guess a, a dude with presence in um, Widows, but he's in that movie for like three seconds. Yeah. And it's the best three seconds in the movie. <laughs> anyway, uh, Lakeith Stanfield's going to be in it. He's going to be a guy who's going undercover to try to infiltrate it, if I the trailer is to believe. Uh, Jesse Plemons is in it and a whole bunch of other people. Um, Yeah, looks good. The trailer looks good. Thoughts? I haven't seen the trailer in a while, um, okay. but... I I'm excited. It looks it looks like it's gonna be really intense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you want my rank- rankings now. I don't really have much else to yeah, say about it. Yeah, hit with some rankings. Uh, something I uh, or um, IMDb. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put it at an eight seven. All right. I'm gonna put critic, uh, Rotten Tomatoes at a seven eight. Okay. Flip those numbers. And I'm gonna put the audience, uh, Rotten Tomatoes at 
I'm gonna put that at seven eight too. I'm gonna I'm curious okay. to see how well they agree. Hedging your bets a little bit. Um, and then for Metacritic, I'm gonna put at a eight zero. Eight zero. Okay. All right. I've got IMDb at seven point six. Okay. Um, Rotten Tomatoes critic eighty nine. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes audience eighty three. Metacritic eighty six. Okay. Um. Movies about black people get about a 10-point boost on Metacritic. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> it, I, it's just a weird phenomenon. Mm-hmm. All right. What's next? Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. This is so stupid. It looks yeah. horribly written. It yep. looks dumb. It's unnecessary. I'm going to say IMDb 3-2. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I'm going to say uh, Critic. Uh, critic Rotten... God, they tend to be weirdly generous. I'm going to say 5-4. Okay. Um, I'm going to say audience 4-2. Okay. And then I'm going to say Metacritic 5-2. All right. Yeah. So in case you weren't aware this was happening, we're getting (laughs) a live action Tom and Jerry reboot, except Tom and Jerry are animated. And it's, they've, they've. (laughs) Uh, parted ways as friends and they moved into the city yep. and then uh jerry moves into a restaurant and Hotel. what's her name chloe grace moritz chloe grace Mor- morris moritz moritz uh gets a job as a chef is told that there is a mouse problem which is jerry mm-hmm. um and so she's like i know how to fix this i'm gonna get a cat and i'm gonna let evolution uh, evolution i just i keep punching my mic mm-hmm. evolution you uh run its course or whatever and shenanigans and so she gets tom and oh no it's tom and jerry again Classic and they're fun. doing their stuff and jerry or tom sends his head into a street light and then it turns green and so his eyes turn green it's very animated yep shit like jerry moves the the his mouse hole yep. and she's just like she's like what chloe, chloe grace moritz sits there and reacts to a blank wall yep it's just going to be bad acting altogether. It's I've, have you seen the um the uh Infinity War joke or uh, um behind the scenes of uh Peter Dinklage acting and he's got like the tiny little cardboard things around him of the other people he's <laughs> acting with and he's like this is going to be the best acting you've ever seen. <laughs> just like really so cuz you're acting with nothing. Yeah. And that's what she's going to do. It's the same reason all of these things fail. Like yeah. like I'm sure Sonic is just terrible acting cuz he's acting with nobody. I don't know. Um it's just going to be bad. Okay. <laughs> I was I was a little more generous. I pegged IMDb at about a 6.3. Okay. It, you know, it looks bad, but it looks like the sort of thing where people are going to be like, you know, that was just kind of fun and whatever. Yeah. Um I I have a theory and I want to run some numbers on this at some point, but I have a theory that audience and critic ratings are converging over time. We I've done that. They're diverging. I, I did mean, a whole episode on that. I think they're converging. I, I proved that they're diverging. I think they're converging now. Okay. Cause you did that episode like two years ago, right? I did it like last year. Times are changing. I don't, I legitimately don't remember that happening. <laughs> I, I literally, I took, uh, I took the tw- top 20 movies of Screen Rant, uh, Metacritic, and IMDb. Oh, yeah. And then I took all, I took how many numbers between them shared mm-hmm. in the top 20. Mm-hmm. And they started sharing like f- like five to 10 mm-hmm. of them in the beginning. And now they share like two or three. 
like and it decreased like it's because the big blockbusters are becoming a bigger thing so that casual moviegoers yep. see blockbusters more and rate them higher mm-hmm. critics tend to and you get the oscar Beatty stuff like uh like um um shape of water didn't end up on screen rants right because it's in but that's like metacritic's like number three movie of that year and so they're diverging because of that like i think your metric is horribly flawed and your approach is unscientific i'm gonna do an episode on it at some point all right boom you'll probably find the same thing (laughs) (laughs) we'll see i mean you're fighting a data analyst on this i knew what i was doing Uh, let's see. Rotten Tomatoes, fifty-seven percent critics, and let's say sixty-four audience. Uh, Metacritic, forty-nine. I'm just, I'm guessing that this is going to be the sort of thing where no one can work up enough energy to be offended about it, and they'll mm-hmm. be like, "It's okay, it's whatever." Yeah. Uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. Raya and the Last Dragon looks. This is, well, let's talk about it. Trailer just dropped recently. It is trope city up in that bitch. Oh boy. It is every single thing he's got. She's got the the pet friend. She's got yep. the uh, what is it? Uh, restore peace. Mm-hmm. Swear to God, every time I hear that, I just like die inside. <laughs> uh, you've got your uh, enemy that's just you, but mean. Yep. Um, with a weird haircut. The weird haircut. Uh, then you got Aquafina. She's voicing the dragon. Oh God. Then they also showed the entire plot yep. or something. Yeah. Like what like it it would have been really nice if they just didn't show the dragon yeah i don't know it's That's stupid for you uh yeah a lot of bad writing a lot of bad writing it's not pixar no it is disney it is disney it's pixar. uh it's just you just want to boy also i love how the animal sidekick has been reduced to a toddler sidekick because they've run out of clever. no they have an animal sidekick they got the roly-poly th- or the armadillo thing. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's the animal sidekick, yeah. But the goofy one is the toddler. <laughs> no, I bet the I bet the I keep only call it roly-poly. I, th- I bet the armadillo is going to be goofy. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean it's a Disney movie. Each and everything is going to be That's goofy. That's true. Uh, Give me some numbers. Uh, IMDb seven four. Okay. Uh, critic, uh, Rotten Tomatoes five eight audience rotten tomatoes seven four uh and then um metacritic five two okay you got fairly divergent numbers there you think the general public will like it and the i think uh, it's because it's the right movie that fault that stupid people fall for okay yikes watch (laughs) it be really good it's probably not (laughs) i don't think it will be uh i had imdb 6.8 which I believe is right at the average of all ratings of IMDb movies. It's like mm. six, seven or six, eight uh, rotten tomatoes, critic 71 rotten critic, uh, rotten tomatoes, audience 62 metacritic 61 feels like the sort of thing where critics are going to be like, Oh, it's, you know, it's, it's campy and goofy and kind of Disney, but it's got a nice message and the world building's interesting. Mm. I'm kind of, kind of getting that read from it. All right. Uh, and all right, here's kind of the tough one of the day. Mortal Kombat. We don't have anything. We barely know who's in this. We have uh, the thing of him making the ice blade. Which looked really cool. It did look really cool. Really, really looked dope. Uh, I mean, it's a tournament. Yep. Um, I don't know. I think uh, I'll probably put... Do you, have, I, do you have any attachment to the Mortal Kombat franchise? Not really. You know anything about it? You ever played a game? I've played 10. Okay. Um... Although my I played it once with friends 
well, with friends who brought others brought over some of their friends and people mm. just like spammed one attack and it pissed me off. And yeah. it's like, it's like when I do on injustice, like yep. to my friends, I'll be like, Hey, watch this. And then I'll choose a character that I can spam something for. I don't actually play that right. way, but like, it's really fun to just like do the Sinestro bind and smash. <laughs> and it pisses <laughs> people off so much. Yep. Um, no, I don't really have an attachment to it. Uh, it's just a lot of interesting characters. I don't know anything about any of the characters at all. Um, when I say interesting, I mean like, oh, like this guy is uh, can make lightning and this guy is a reptile or something. And this dude makes ice and this dude makes fire. And like, I guess they're the like the polar opposites of each other. Are One of them's Pokemon. Pretty much. OK, they're Pokemon, but people that kill each other. Sure. It is, well, I mean, it is it's human Pokemon. It's Pokemon. You heard it here first. Mortal Kombat, human Pokemon. Yep. Um, I don't know. I think if they I think the combat will probably if they do Mortal Kombat the right way, there will be kind of an interesting story for why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. There'll be combat throughout. Maybe there's like a through line, like a character growth thing that like why they're doing it from the beginning to end. Mm-hmm. I don't have any information on it. Um, right. I'm going to the definitive question. Is it going to be the first good video game movie? You know what? I'm going to say my ratings as they it will be the first good video game movie. OK, let's hear it. Uh, I'm going to say on IMDb, it's going to be a seven nine. All right. Oh, yeah. And then uh, I'm going to say audience uh, Rotten Tomatoes is probably a 8-1. Okay. Critic Rotten Tomatoes is probably a 6-8. Nice. What? Nice. <laughs> uh, and then Metacritic is probably going to be, a, I'm going to say even 7-0. All right. Ambitious. Yeah. But if it is if it is the first good one, then it'll be good. I'll probably be around it. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of figuring it'll be another one of. There's just like, yeah, no, it's a fine video game movie. So IMDb six five, Rotten Tomatoes critic fifty one, Rotten Tomatoes uh, audience seventy four, uh, Metacritic forty seven. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like, yeah, no, it's watchable. Whatever. Yep. Wait till the next one. See if it's a good video game movie. Yep. But I don't know. Maybe it'll be good. Maybe. Anything yeah. else? All right. That's all I got everything all right that's all i want to talk about okay it's been we're two and a half hours i, I want to go home i do too shall we we shall thanks everyone <laughs> sorry <laughs> too many things to list like i said oh my god like i said this is kind of the baseline episode we lay out everything the next when we do this in three months it will not be as long because we'll just do updates and speculation on the particular updates that have happened uh let us know in the comments your predictions on those five movies godzilla versus kong Judas and the Black Messiah, Tom and Jerry, Raya and the Last Dragon, and Mortal Kombat. Next week, since it's Super Bowl Sunday, we're going to be talking about some football movies. We're going to be asking, what is the soul of a football movie? What makes it football-ski? Don't know where that came from. We're going with it. Uh, You can find that and all of our other podcast episodes and our reviews and stuff on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify, and Podbean, and iHeartRadio. Uh, you can find us on social media. Our big thing is Instagram at Just Us Losers Pod. Check out our highlights, um, our story, our lovely, lovely faces. I think I don't. I I don't understand Instagram really. It's not my realm. Uh, we're on Twitter at Just Us Losers Pod. Preston finally did a little rant, and it was it was downright delightful. There's some really good stuff in there. He's super upset about Godzilla versus Kong. You want to know why? <laughs> find out on Twitter. Yep. At Just Us Losers Pod. Uh, we have a Facebook. 
mostly just copies of our Instagram posts at yep. this point, but eventually we'll get some longer form content kind of Yo, stuff on there. That. I'll be working on that. That's going to be a thing that's happening. Um, let's see. Where else are we? We have a Gmail, justusloserspod at gmail.com, uh, where if you want to tell me all about all of the things that I missed in my exhaustive list of all of the things that are coming out. Um, I know I didn't talk about Last Night in Soho, which is the Edgar Wright movie that's coming out in October, I want to say. But I'm excited. You're excited. We're all excited. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good time. Uh, yeah, let me know about that stuff. JusticeLosersPod at gmail.com. If there's football movies that you think we should watch ahead of next week, you better let us know quick because we don't have much time. Uh, we're going to be doing a whole series of sports movies over the next few weeks. So. Yeah. Sports comes back in like May. We're going to be doing a whole series of sports movies in like May. So if you have particular sports movies you think we should watch, let us know ahead of time. We can get started on that. Yes, I've seen Field of Dreams. It's good. I have to. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. Uh, That's probably everything. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.